Welcome to the drunk tank. Take a shot and much thanks for you coming out tonight. Have a seat and come in, yeah. Now turn the lights down low. Drinks are in the back, we're about to start the show. Okay, landed and killed in the land of the free. Coming together to spread all the peace. There's more to the story than you'll ever see. Hear up both sides before you just agree. Some of it's funny and some of it's deep. Open your mind and I can't guarantee that we will leave you on the edge of your seats. Now over the docks and a man for CC, okay. Shit! I don't think the, the music played on the stinger. <laughs> Fuck! Son of a bitch! You would play the old song? Yeah, I would play the old song. God, oh, that'd be did. cool. Okay, it worked. It worked! Never mind! It worked! Damn it. Ha -ha! I'm not an idiot! <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure that it was the old one that I had. Yeah, it was the old one. I didn't get the new one yet. Oh, okay. Right. Anyway, welcome to the drug tank, fuckers! How you been? Uh, oh wait, I forgot, uh, how does this work? Oh, by the way, I'm Doc's Ryan. That's Scottish, other way, that's Scottish bastard, that's Chris. What's up? <laughs> oh, it's good to be back. Isn't it, though? <laughs> oh, oh, yes, 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 yes. What's going on, buddy? Um, not a lot. It's Are been you... quite quiet. Quite, quite quiet the last three months. You're never quite quiet. Shut up. I'm always quiet. That's what she said. <laughs> I mean, is that an insult? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, if you like to be quiet, I'm not going to judge you for it. <laughs> but I mean, if you're quiet, is it a failure on your part or is it a failure on her part to elicit the noise? Yeah, I would probably say... We shouldn't talk about this on Twitch. <laughs> Dox's audio is a bit quiet. Chris is very loud. All right, cool. We will remedy that situation right now. Is, is that no normal? No, usually I'm super loud and you're the quiet one. So let me make some adjustments here real quick. Is that better? What? I might have to... I might have to... Didn't have a proper like sound. All right, Chris, go ahead and say something. Um, hello. I'm even more <laughs> quiet now. How the fuck am I more quiet now? What have you done? How have you managed to do that, Docs? I don't. I, it's been a while, all right. I'm sorry. Been a while. It's been a while. I mean, according to my mixer, I'm in the green edging to yellow, so I don't know how I'm, like, quieter. Get your ass up in that yellow. I now I can peek the motherfucker to the red, goddammit. You're not going to peek. Put a limiter on it. <laughs> All right. Well, apparently, I think it's fixed now, but we're going to have to go with that because my mic, you aren't quiet on stream. Okay. Cool. Just checking. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Chris. No, I'm quite. Oh my God, don't don't adjust your mic. Don't don't adjust your mic. I will adjust your mic. Shut the fuck up. That was a good day. Shit. All right, is that better? I mean, loud. Oh well, I just upped this mic. Oh my God. 
Try now. How's that? How's that? Is he better now? I mean, you could just like fling everything up to the high and everybody can just come down the rain volume. <laughs> All right. Apparently, I had to turn you down to 80%. I mean, well, obviously. <laughs> it's just too why, much. Why have, you, why have you got the Scottish person up higher than that? It's, it's too much. <laughs> it's too much. Too much for the Scotsman. Maybe turn yourself up to 120. Wow, I got to up my mic? Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah, you usually up the person that's quiet. Well, all right. Give me a second here. I don't even know if I can up myself. Hold on one second, one second, one second. You should be able to, because normally you can put yourself away up to like 200. Oh, that's why. Because my mic was set wrong. Stupid Discord resets. My God, man. <laughs> all right, is that better now? Chris is. I know it's freezing because I had to move shit around. Apparently, mm -hmm. Discord updated, and now I can't run. I can't run the pop out minimized. Otherwise, it freezes. Okay, so we may have minor technical shit if I got to do shit on the one screen. Anyway, welcome back. The bar is open. How is everybody yeah. doing? It's actually really nice to be back. I know. It right? wouldn't it be a drunk tank without a shit show. <laughs> it really wouldn't be a drunk tank without a shit show. Like this is just this is this is the best outcome we could have went for. <laughs> right? <laughs> it's so good. As customary, I got lawyers in the corner giving me the dirty eye. So here's what we gotta do. We gotta do disclaimers. One, if you are joining us for a drink, whether live or on demand on YouTube and whatever else. Please make sure you are of legal drinking age in your country of origin or country of residency. Two, don't follow our bad example and drink responsibly because we're horrible adults. We're technically large children in adult bodies given like permission to be idiots. So don't be like us. And three, don't be dicks. And we will, uh, we'll, we'll, we may not address chat directly, but we'll drop comments and whatnot. So. Feel free to be part of the conversation if you make a point and we roll it into the show. Cool. If not, we'll just text you and, and chat. Be like, yeah, that's cool. Dope. Whatever. I think that's all the disclaimers, right? I mean, yeah. What is amazing to me is the fact that you managed to keep the lawyers alive for the last couple of months. You know what? Like, I held them in a closet I somewhere. I thought they'd have been gone by now. I mean, I, I changed the bag over their head and gave them water every couple of weeks, threw a crust of bread in there with some cheese. They're a yeah. little skinny now and more angry at me, but, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, well, this, that's, it's better than what they deserve. It's better than what they deserve. <laughs> Speaking of what we deserve, Chris, what are you drinking? I am drinking a Big Smoke Brew Company Underworld Milk Stout. Underworld Milk Stout. Yeah, that's, that's a little... Is that shows up yeah it's so a nice up. little key and stuff like that and it is absolutely disgusting <laughs> one of the worst <laughs> fucking things i've put in mammoth <laughs> what, what, what's so disgusting about it it's as if it's trying to be guinness but it isn't oh it's a that's that's pretty it's 
Like it's a stout, so it's supposed to be a Guinness, but it's a milk stout, so it's as if they've went, right, let's make a Guinness, but let's be terrible at it. And they've succeeded, like, congratulations. If that was the plan for the start, then they've done well. But if not, then nah, it's like, I, I literally pulled that about five, ten minutes ago, and it does the, look, look at that for a head. It's, it's non-existent now. It doesn't give good head, that's a shame. No, no, it doesn't give good, good head. It sort of peels out right at the fucking climax where you want it to be good, and it just doesn't fulfill its role. So, well, Zim's trying to pick a fight. I mean, Zim, Zim saying again, fight if he's going to win a fight or no, that's that's <laughs> the different question. <laughs> so the uh, the big smoke brewing company's underworld milk stout is trash. I mean, again, as we have to say, and every time we do it, this is my opinion. My opinion does not represent everyone's opinion. Yeah, I think it's Scottish. shite. <laughs> but you're Scottish. Yeah, I know Scottish opinion is valued more in alcohol than anybody else's, but still. <laughs> I mean, Wisconsinites might like it. <laughs> I mean, Wisconsinites beer acumen, I would say, is at least equal or rivals that of a Scotsman's beer acumen. Why? Use like Budweiser? No, ah, ah, no, start that shit. <laughs> I know you're trying to get a rise out of me. It's not gonna work. Not all like good talented Wisconsinites fucking despise Budweiser because Budweiser is pissed in a can. All right, we're not going there, Chris. Not that's why you drink the bottle. Why would you drink the can? I'm gonna I'm gonna get on a plane. I'm gonna kick your I'm gonna <laughs> kick your tart wearing ass. <laughs> Don't do this to me first show back. It's just too easy, but. Shut up. I am not too easy. Just because some 10 chicken nuggets and a, and a Dr. Pepper will get you mostly what you want doesn't mean I'm easy. That means you're cheap. It's got to have the hot so mustard. Not so much, then. It's got to have the hot mustard. Otherwise, you ain't getting nowhere. You ain't getting nowhere. But it ain't See, got the hot mustard. Be, what? You wouldn't, you wouldn't get a sale here, then, because we don't have hot must, mustard. That's what I'm saying. The, well, the then I guess you ain't, then you ain't getting this. Yeah, I'm going to floof my hair now, so fuck off. <laughs> all right what am i drinking uh it won't show up on camera because my green screen oh yeah well you won't be able to see it i'm drinking fearless brewing company scottish ale i haven't tasted it yet so we're gonna do this shit live however it, you can't see it because it's in my mug but this motherfucker's got a head on it it's got a good foamy head oh yeah baby Ooh, that's that's dark and malty and caramelly. Ooh, that's good shit. But it's been like five months since I had a beer. Oh, to be able to drink with an excuse again. I mean, it's, is it no like noon for you? <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> Don't call me out like that. It's five o'clock somewhere. Damn it. <laughs> Oh my god, it's good shit. Fearless Brewing Company, the the Scotch ale is really good. I haven't had uh, I haven't had a lot of Scottish ales, but that one that one's really good. It's uh not too bitter. Uh, it's very hoppy forward, but very malty and uh, caramelly, and it's got fucking good head on top. So <laughs> I what I'd love to know is what the fuck Scottish ale is. 
Is that uh, just Ur Ale? Uh, it said <laughs> brewed from the magical waters of Clock Clocks Clocksmith River. Hold on, we'll have to we'll have to click on it. <laughs> Uh, Scottish ale is supposed to taste like Scottish dishes do not use lots of hops in their beers this is a caramel malty beer with a slightly nutty roasty yeah. component warm amber it doesn't tell me anything else about it because it's, it's it's rather confusing because I didn't know that we had Scottish ale <laughs> so that tells you enough <laughs> Well, anyway, <laughs> it's good shit. If it works, it works. <laughs> it's good shit. It's good shit, my guy. My guy, it's good shit. God damn. It's been too fucking long. It has. I mean, what's that? We, we're supposed to come back. In August. August. The last episode was at the 25th of June. Mm-hmm. Yep. So we're almost three months. Yeah, it's... Uh, it's uh... It's been, a hot, it's been a hot second. Who the fuck? Oh. My phone's buzzing because of all the retweets and shit. <laughs> <laughs> Which is nice and whatnot. So now, let, let's see if I remember how to do all this shit. Yeah, transition. No, transition. There it is. All right. So for those of you that are new to the podcast, this is season two, episode one. The normal spiely bob of the show is chris and i do an opening round for about 15 20 minutes then we go into like a discussion sort of portion where we talk about topics or whatever random shit came across our minds then we do some rambles potentially and then we end with the happy ending um uh, i did not have a chance to get that dangerous track uh for the opening yet we're working on that we are, now that we're back up and running full steam, we are going to go and try and get some production elements done. Mm-hmm. We're going to incorporate Pat's music. We're going to come up with like a new sort of overlay, a new stinger. Uh, Chris and I were discussing off stream some uh, logo ideas, like some mascot ideas. We've got some cool shit. We just got to get some funds together and find some artists to pull it off. So, um, what is it, three mm-hmm. months we've been off? Three, four months? Well, you've been off. I've continued working. You know what? I some made more us, shots than you did, so kiss my grinding. ass. I made some more shots than you did. Grinding hard. Yeah, all this I time. was doing shots when you're sitting at the bar. Don't start with me. Don't start with me. <laughs> but yes, it's been three months that you've been sitting in your ass. You know what? Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. Well yeah, man, what's been going on? You said you've been working. There's been a lot. Well, let's talk about it since I've been gone. The the successes and my jealousy. <laughs> I know it was actually quite amazing how jealous you were getting when I was telling you about everybody's successes. You know what? I mean, I, like, you know, it wasn't some of the things that you were saying about people was just downright nasty. Like I didn't think you had it in you. Like I genuinely didn't think you could have been that nasty. But <laughs> you came out with it. It was quite it took me aback. Oh my god. But yeah, man, in the last three months, <laughs> you've made affiliate, uh Zim's made affiliate. 
Uh, Monster is crushing it. Like, he's just killing everything. And then we brought uh, Habba into the family, and she's killing it on stream. Like, you guys have been kicking ass, dude. I've been sitting in my workshop furiously dealing with my yeah. anger <laughs> by slugging shit. <laughs> but, dude, I'm so happy for you guys. I Like, I'm seeing you make affiliate and kick ass and then seeing Zim make affiliate and the emotes you guys came out with and then uh, bringing Habba into the fold. Let's as... talk about emotes. Oh, we're, we're going to talk about it because that's a story. That's a story. We got to catch up. That's the story that the podcast needs to hear. But like bringing Habba into the fold and fucking Monster killing it. And then unfortunately Titan was killing it before personal issues kind of sidelined him. But he's going to be back stronger than ever. We're going to get him back on the podcast. Speaking of uh, guests of the podcast, we're going to start lining up guests probably in a couple weeks. We're going to start reaching out to people. So we'll have like Zim on. We'll try and get Habba on if she's down because she's new to the family and she's got to join us. Um, she doesn't necessarily have to use a cam if she don't want to. We could just like have her voice from the ether. Um you know, I want to. I want to reach out with Monster. I want to get Titan when he's back. I want to bring in um, Drew from Silver Studios, my buddy, who's like he was crushing it, but then he's got some family stuff. But like, he's doing a different type of streaming now, so I want to talk to him about that. Like, I've got mm. lots of ideas, and I'm gonna start reaching out to um, streamers and non-streamers because um, my friend Hales Phoenix, she just started her own publishing company. So I want to bring her on to talk about publishing and being an author and, you know, all that shit. Like I've got, uh, I want to bring Bernadette on the podcast again because everybody loves when Bernadette shows up because she's working three businesses, crafting and doing other stuff. So I want to get her perspective on like social media and the crafting world and things like that. So in the next couple months of season two. We're probably going to triple our level of guests because we had like three last season, I think. Yeah. Uh, but I was, I was just still trying to get, find our feet and stuff. Right. I also want to get Pat on. I want to get Pat on because we were on his yeah. podcast. If you want to check out a dope-ass podcast, the Pat Danger podcast, check it out. Chris and I were on it. I don't know if Pat's actively working on the podcast or if he's locked away in his dungeon cutting his album. But I want to get him on when his album comes out so that we can promote a shit out of that and talk about the creative process of making music. So, yeah. dude, the last three months, I have not, I, I may have been sitting on my ass, but my brain, my brain case has been percolating ideas. So I'm excited, the two, the, man. The brain cells been rubbing together. Yep, exactly. The two I got left, they've been working. And then you also, in the, in the time I've been gone, you inked a couple partnership deals. Pimping some energy drinks? Yeah, yeah. You fucking, I'm such a foreigner. I'm just sending everybody's money <laughs> off them. Just sponsors left, right, and I, I gotta get some. I gotta get some energy, like Wraith Energy, because I gotta try it. Shout out to Wraith Energy. You do actually have to try it. Cause I, like, I've went through it. Like, everybody's going to, like, do you know what? I don't care. It's a shameless plug. So what? Advertise it. like shameless whores. <laughs> I've tried quite a few the the because it's the powder. I've tried quite a few, a few, and I've always felt as if see me have the energy drink. There's always that 
bitterness that hits the back of your tongue. Yeah. Like the aftertaste it's is always powdery. just that. Yeah. yeah. And it's always put me off. And then I found one called Mixed Energy. Mm-hmm. And it was, and they had actually reached out to me and were talking about, oh, do you want to find me this or that kind of stuff? I was like, oh, I don't know because I'd have to find me your stuff and all that. And it was there until I went to get it and then it discovered that they don't deliver to the UK. And I thought, oh. why the fuck would I pedal something that I myself carry by? That seems stupid. <laughs> and then I found Wraith and I tried it and it was actually the way I'd go the day like a, a starter kit where you get the like the little thing like that, the wee small one. The shaker, yeah. And like six of the flavours of the little sashes. Mm-hmm. And I got them, I think it's like fifteen pounds. So it's, it's, it's no bad for that. And every flavour I tried, I just loved it. And I let like, like my mum try it and my sister try it and just think it. And mm-hmm. it was like across the board, it was like one of the better ones that even they had tried. The flavours taste like what they say, which they is a, the winner for me. They got a ginger beer one that looked interesting, I saw. That's one of the few I've still to try. Because uh, they have like so many flavors that I I literally got like the starter pack, mm-hmm. and then I uh, kind of contacted them and stuff like that, and then I got the partnership, mm-hmm. and then I bought like the like two of the packs, but it was just that kind of way. Like I've just no had a chance to go and get the other sashes because there's like another three or four flavors that I've still to try. So nice. I'm going to be getting them soon. But the the gin the fiery ginger beer does like, and what makes it better is. I put vodka and shit like that in them. <laughs> it works. It works fucking perfectly. Like it's not one of the ones that you drink it and it's like, oh, you can't add anything in just in case it's a bit dodgy. Right. But no, like you could. I've, I've sat and had like the the cult cola works perfectly for like a cheap ass whiskey. So like a Jack Daniels, uh-huh. have a Jack Daniels and cult Coke. It, it's because it, it, the Coke is the water done because uh-huh. it's water. You literally mix water with the sachet, so yeah. it does the water doing anything, so it just stays the same flavour the entire drink. It's it's amazing. It, it, it's perfect for any Scottish person. Only, <laughs> only you would be like, hmm, vodka. There you go. <laughs> no, where you got? Like, I've got blueberry lemonade. That's the one that I've got. Mm-hmm. Who in their right mind is not going to put vodka in that and see what happens? I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying you <laughs> you would have thought of it. I would not have. But yeah, man, you've been you've been crushing it. Like you got the partnership. You've you've made affiliate. You're getting subs. Zoom's getting subs. Like you two boys are killing it. Like I said, have us brought mm-hmm. into the mix. Um, and the Discord is popping. People are talking all the time. So like the three months that I was sitting on the shelf because of. We'll, we'll we'll get into that, but the three months I was on the shelf was kind of like awesome and also frustrating because I was like, "Yes, my my mm-hmm. my stream family's killing it," and then I was like, "Why am I not killing it, son of a bitch?" It always makes you start thinking that maybe you were the one that was keeping everybody back. So once we got rid of you, we all popped off. It was perfect. That's maybe right. that's what we should do. The maybe king we is back. You. The king is back. <laughs> The search can go back to the fields. <laughs> well, we'll have to really consider that. Maybe we'll put you up for another couple of weeks and see if we get, like, millions. <laughs> That's because they love the gray hair and the white goatee. I mean, I mean, 
You got the voice. I got the face <laughs> for radio. It works. <laughs> but yeah, man, dude, there is a story about that. So let's jump into a few things, right? We'll do the emote story too, because people need to hear about that. So last episode, we did like the birthday stream where we talked about how I was moving out to the coast, Oregon specifically. And now we'd be back in August because we had shit lined up and everything was ready to go. So we make the drive. And those of you that didn't listen to the shots, I'm going to kind of talk about a little bit of that too. We head on out bright and enthusiastic, raring to go. We get two days in. We make the switch. I start driving the van. B starts driving the fucking U-Haul, right? The two days I switched in the van are the two hottest fucking days in the history of Washington State and Oregon. And the AC in the van dies. So I got the ex-wife, um, the one adopted kid who moved out here with us, um, my middle son, and uh, my ex-wife, the dog, and the two cats in the van on the hottest days ever in Washington and Oregon. Right? The first day, you know, it gets to be about 105. The van is chilling at about a 96. So we're just fucking sweating and just nothing yeah right just we're grinding through right we make it to the hotel i've got minor heat exhaustion because i'm driving so i can't eat and drink like everybody else was so i'm like okay i'm good you know we're fine day two the final leg the final leg we push through washington into the north part of oregon we're two hours out we've been driving through this hottest weather, right? We're, we're the, the, the final day is like five and a half hours. The first three, the first two and a half hours is manageable. The last three, the temperature in the van starts climbing. Peaks over 100. Peaks over 105. Peaks over 110. We're 90 minutes out. We're 90 minutes out from getting to our location. I call Bean. Hey, it's bad. The air conditioner is completely gone. It's no longer at least blowing air. Mm. What do you want to do? She's like, well, let's pull over and work on the van. I'm like, that's a 45-minute fix for we don't know how long. We're 90 minutes out. Can we just gun it if we grab a bunch of ice and water? She goes, well, we can do it if you can do it as long as somebody keeps feeding Nick's and the cats ice and water. And you guys. Yeah. I was like, okay, fine. At this point, it's a hundred and 15 in the van, right? It's 115, okay. 90 minutes out. So we're like, all right, I ask everybody in the van, can we make it? Can you hold out or do we need to stop? Everybody's like, let's just go, let's just go, let's just go. So we start gunning it, right? We get we get into the big city and and it peaks. The van peaks at 120. Where we st- we just start pushing. At one point for 30 minutes or more. The last 30 minutes of the run, the van temperature is 124 fucking degrees. I am literally delirious and seeing double on the highway. But I'm already That's locked in. Dangerous. Right. I'm already locked in. I've stopped sweating and I can't stop because 
my ex, uh, Des or Deja on stream, is she's struggling too. So at this point, 30 minutes out, I start saying to myself, I didn't make it this far for the universe to kill me. I'm not going to let the universe kill my animals. I just keep saying this mantra under my breath as I literally can't see. Because I'm like, my, my vision is blurred. I'm all like, just fucked up, right? We managed to pull in to the yard where we're at on the farm right now. Everybody jumps out. B literally has to reach in, unstrap me. Troy pulls me out of the car. And they wrap me in ice towels in front of a fan as I start to shake and dry heave. Just, right? Just, I'm dying at this point. <laughs> literally. They shotgun two things of Gatorade. Literally, they grab two things of Gatorade and one after another, I shotgun the big ones. And then laying on the floor, wrapped in ice towels in front of a fan in an air conditioner for 30 minutes, just to not die. <laughs> I mean, that sounds that like you were being a bit dramatic. I was not being dramatic. <laughs> there is no hyperbole or exaggeration whatsoever. And I got I mean, nine witnesses. <laughs> What I have noticed, but is the one good thing that comes for this podcast is you continually on stream admit to crimes. What do you, you should not have been driving in that state where you're seen double on the highway. Do you know how many people you could have killed? You know what? I'm a good enough driver where I made it through. I'm never going to do it again, but I made it through. How good a driver you are is how bad a driver somebody else is. Yeah, but I mean. And I'm good. <laughs> I am the DOX. I'm the man, goddammit. Teenager on the road or something like that. You know what? Let's not start about that. Te that was the teenager's fault. The fact that she was wearing a black hoodie and bougie ass AirPods and stepped off the curb without looking. That's not my fault. That's her fault. Oh, you you were going 34 in a 20 so Uh that's neither here nor there. <laughs> That's neither here nor there. <laughs> don't you put the, don't you try and do that Scottish spin and make it look up to me like my fault. She should have been watching for traffic. If you were going to speed limit, you wouldn't have got up till that fast. You would have made it across the road nice and well. You know what? Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> but at the end of the day, I'm glad you managed to get to to, to Oregon without actually dying. Yeah, like, it was you maybe have had a wee bit of dramatic overreaction, but at least you got there. Yeah, it was that's, that's the main thing. Yeah. And then follow that with four months of uh, struggle and disappointment because when we, before we drove out here, we had uh, seven or eight houses lined up to see, right? To That were like, check them out, get yeah. our lease on. Because we had housing assistant, have housing assistants, and a bunch of shit. Well, we get out here, and all seven of the houses that we have lined up to see and meet. Hot pockets coming up on me. <clears throat> anyway, I, I choked it down. It's all good. <laughs> uh, I had a broccoli and cheddar hot pocket before this, like literally, and now I'm like slamming a beer. So it's it's a good day. 
So we literally get out here and all seven of the houses that we had lined up to see and look at the leases and everything canceled on us and said that they had rented them out because they needed to see us in person and meet with us when my ex-wife, who moved out here with us, got an apartment sight on scene before she even left the state of Wisconsin. Right? So then we're we're down seven houses, right? So we spend the next two months of being here shelling out over seventeen seventeen hundred dollars in rental application fees to try and find a place to live. All the while we're living in a tent and the farmhouse. The kids are usually staying in the farmhouse sleeping on the couch. B and I are out in a tent because we don't want to lay the mattress in the living room floor and take up all the floor space, right? Yeah. So, time's ticking down. Tick, 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 right? We're running out. The rains are coming. Finally, Troy and Amanda, who are MVPs and amazing people, were like, well, why don't we just get like a, a trailer or a fifth wheel and drop it on the property and you guys can stay there until you can get disability up and running, get the businesses back up and running so that maybe you can find a home or, or whatnot. So we're like, okay. Yeah. So then as the rains are coming a week, we're calling people, Hey, fifth wheel, fifth wheel, fifth wheel, looking for prices. Everybody's like, Oh, and let me tell you what people trying to sell shit need to learn some goddamn honesty. Cause Holy shit. Some of the fifth wheels we looked at were like, oh, it's only one owner, gently used. You step in it, and there's a hole in the floor, and it's fucking big. Or the roof seals are busted, and they want eight fucking grand. No. No. But we ended up getting a really nice, we ended up getting a really nice, pretty, um, it's a pretty big fifth wheel. Like, it's got a bedroom where you can fit a queen bed up top in sort of like the upper loft area and it's got like built-in shelving units and then it's got like a big open sort of open common space and along the back walls you have a really nice size fridge and freezer you have like a a half stove oven thing and a microwave a two pan sink and more like built-ins and it's got a table and a couch it's actually really really nice and mm. once we get some like overstuffed beanbags for the kids to like sleep in yeah. Where they can just put them up in the overhead in the morning so that we have a living room again. I think it'll be really nice to like live in. And B and I and Merc, uh, Merc, our youngest daughter, basically lives in the fifth wheel with us. With uh, our middle son, he primarily stays in the house. Which he just got in trouble last night because he thought he was slick and stayed on his Chromebook till one in the morning thinking dad wasn't going to check on his ass. Haha, bitch, you got found out. And now you lost your shit for a week. Woohoo! Anyway, I digress. But yeah, the fifth wheel's got enough room for all four of us and the dog and my other kid, Aaron, or Sammy online, um, says they're going to start doing visits to the farm now because they have space now. Yeah. Sammy, wasn't coming, Sammy wasn't coming to the farm because there's so many people, there's so much noise, they've got issues, and there wasn't a spot for them to like go if they get over, overwhelmed. But now yeah. with the fifth wheel, Sammy can go chill in the fifth wheel 
Because the fifth wheel's got water and power and all that shit. We got to get internet piped in, but we got to get more wiring done in the workshop before that. So projects, right? Yeah. But so that's sort of like the update. And even when I was on the shelf, mister, I managed to record how many shots? Four? Three? Four? 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 Four shots. So I wasn't completely lazy not doing shit. <laughs> Four 30 minute shots over three months. <laughs> you know what? Yeah. Shut up. I was trying. <laughs> but I'm going to tell you it's what. I'm, I'm going to get serious for a minute and then we'll move on to, uh, to talking about your emote story and a few other things. Um, We talk about mental health on this podcast a lot, right? That's sort of a feature as much as like better yeah. than yourself. And let me tell you what, man. When I was, when I couldn't work, like I could stream off my phone, just chatting occasionally, you know, but that's really hard to do. I like two hours with no way to like do anything. Yeah. Consistently. Dude, my mental health tanked so bad. Like I reached out to like Tim and you like, dude, there was a, there was at one point I had like suicidal thoughts because yeah. I, I wasn't paying my child support. I'm still not paying my child support. I'm waiting on disability. I couldn't work, so I couldn't generate income through, um, through like streaming or uh, anything like that. Um, so, like, my mental health just got just brutalized so bad. Yeah. And if it wasn't for talking to like you and um, Bernadette and Tim and Troy and Amanda and those guys kind of keeping me stable and like keeping myself together, man. I, I don't know, man. It was, it was bad. Like I'm pretty much a mentally strong individual. Like I, I've gone through some shit, but not being able to work and feeling hopeless and worthless and useless when, yeah. you know, Troy is working full time. Amanda's doing like eggs and YouTube and TikToks and doing stuff on the farm and B is finding ways to work off her phone consistently and whatnot. And, you know, she's got the kids to deal with and whatnot. I didn't have anything to do. I, I literally sat in a chair on the porch because I couldn't bring myself to be around people because I felt horrendous. I felt I felt like shit. It was it's yeah. the worst I've ever felt. And it was so touch and go because like I we came up with ideas on how to get me back to work and they didn't pan out. And then we were talking about getting an office space. And then when we went to sign the contract, we didn't have the money for the security deposit. And then the the office space would have worked. But then there was issues with traveling to and from the office because we only got one car and just. It looked hopeless. And then. Uh, for a while, we had the workshop opened up. We got it cleaned out and moved stuff around. And then Troy was like, well, I'm worried about the wiring because you got so much plugged in. I'm worried that it might overload because we got there's a two outlet junction box that we're connected to through a, uh, a multi outlet search protector. Right. Mm -hmm. And it runs through a heavy, a heavy industrial extension cord. Because it's all the way on the other side of the shop. Because we don't got a local outlet wired up yet. 
So I said, Troy, if I get a really, really, really good surge protector and we invest in a really good construction like grade extension cord to kind of take some of the load off the wires, would it work? And Troy, to his credit, was like, theoretically, yeah, but I'm a little worried about it, blah, 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 blah. And there was some back and forth and it was looking grim like he was like, well, I don't know if we can, if we should push ahead. And I'm just, I'm like, I understand and I respect that, but I'm fucking dying here. Yeah. Right. Like I'm literally at my like end of my rope. I'm like, I'm just, I'm miserable. I'm fucking ready to just walk into traffic. Like, please, for the love of a God, somebody help a brother out. Well, we, we got some stuff ordered. We looked at some stuff and then Troy ran some numbers and his wife sort of got involved and eventually he was like, all right, well, let's, let's give it a shot, run a couple tests, see how it works, see what the stress is like, and then we'll try and get it wired up so that there's a, a set of dual outlets closer to the yeah. computer so that you guys don't have to um, do a lot of shit, right? Yeah. And it worked. The stress test worked. The wires aren't overheated, even though we've got two computers running off a power strip. You know, we've got lights and cameras, which mostly run through the computer, so it's not extra draw on the on the power strip. Um, but it's been working, and we're going to wire the outlets up here, hopefully. And then there were some personal issues that Troy had with banks and whatnot, which is delayed wiring the workshop, but... As soon as we winterize the animal barns, we're going to wire the workshop and then we're going to do wiring up the trailer for the internet. So things are starting to fall into place. But man, it got dark, man. It got real dark. Like V and I almost broke up because I was so miserable and we were fighting and being nasty or I was being nasty unintentionally. I was just being, I was miserable, dude. I was fucking, yeah. I was feeling low and I was just, I didn't know what to do. And I was just, I was lashing out because I didn't know how to. I didn't know how to fix it. Yeah. And you know, there was a lot of pressure that was getting put on you to try and sort as well. So mm-hmm. it, it, it was going to be a thing, let's be honest. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like it was, it, it was the a matter of if, it was a matter of when it was going to happen. Yeah. Oh, 100%. 100%. So, I mean, yeah, it, it's been a thing. And like, I wanted to, I wanted to highlight that part of the, because the story we laugh about me not dying on a road, but like that, the 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 sense of loss and worthlessness that I had because I couldn't contribute. Yeah, dude, that is some of the most detrimental mental health struggle I've ever been through. And now that I'm back working, I'm doing better. Like I'm I'm coming back up. I'm I'm clawing out of that abyss, sort of. So, um, yeah, I'm happy. It's gonna take time, but yeah. But yeah, what about like what about you? I know you you've been work was crazy over the last couple of months, and then you made affiliate, and yeah. you, you had some shit. So come on, talk about it. Let's go. No, over the last couple of months, it's just been absolutely fucking mental. Like, um, I've been doing a lot of kind of like uh, trips to and from like Barnsley and London um, for one of my work. Or one of one of the jobs, and like that was cool and all that kind of stuff. But I was also doing another one in my job, um, and it was just it was it was getting to the point where I was like, my my day consisted of 
about eight in the morning, mm-hmm. I would start doing all the recruitment stuff and all that kind of like just the 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 the, the office shit that was all timing, and that would normally take me up till about four half past four. And then I was jumping back in the car and and just away down to London. Now, London would take sixteen seven hours, seventeen hours. Mm-hmm. So it was a straight London, straight down to London, about turn, drive back up to Glasgow. I'd get back up, I'd get to London for maybe fucking one, two in the morning, and then about turn, come straight back up, and then get to back into Glasgow for the back eight, nine o'clock. I'd maybe get a couple of sleep, and then I'd have to be back up, right back into the recruitment stuff and all the office stuff, and I'd bath through that, and then I'd maybe no have to work that evening. But I still had like a thousand and one other things that I hadn't been able to do that I still had to date. So it was getting to the point where there was a good few weeks. Um and it was the likes of like Bill Bob and that that were kind of pointing it out was the fact that I was literally gone maybe three, four days on four or five hours worth of sleep. It was like they were gone, they were streaming and going to their bed at ten o'clock and I was mm. I was awake and then they were getting up at seven, eight in the morning. And I was still awake because mm. <laughs> I was just non-stop going, going, going and going. And then uh, with the likes of like getting the affiliate and stuff like that, that was when I'd kind of thought, Do you know what, if I've had affiliate, I've, I, something's actually happening here. I really have to think about upgrading the system, get an actual setup that would allow me to actually give that sort of content back for everybody it was me. So like for a good solid month I was just non-stop working, just constant every single day. I'd stop streaming because I just physically didn't have the time to be able right. to do anything. And then it got to kind of like August and I'm at, that's when I'd say that I'd got the computer, I got that everything kind of paid for and set up and and I was able to actually start thinking it. And then work literally just fucking went crazy like mm. all aspects of it just i was having to just work constantly and i felt as if i've proper let go of everything on this end of stuff because mm. like i've said to you a few times that we had quite a lot of plans for like the drunk tank and all that while you were gone uh-huh. and literally nothing got done because i was just it, it was one of the ones annoyingly it was had to just get pushed to the back of the line right because everything else was just taking up my time and it's only been the last couple of like even the last couple of days where i've kind of been able to just kind of chill and be like right i need to i need to fucking sort something because um like you'd said about like the kind of like the like mental health and that my mental health has been fucking tanking the last the last month i'd say my mental health has just slowly been degrading and stuff like that so like between constantly working between like the last two three weeks i literally wasn't off a day yeah i was just every day i was at the computer or i was out at the office or i was i was on the road just all the time non-stop and and then, like, so, like, the stuff with the ammo. I'm, I'm annoyed about the ammo. Not so much because of what had happened, because when I first went to get the ammo, I'd spoke to Zim and, and I'd said, like, we fully accepted that this was going to be the outcome. We knew this was going to be the outcome. But I think because of everything else that I'd been piling up, 
this was almost like the straw that broke the camel's back. It was like it was the most stupidest thing, but it was the thing that set everything off. Where mm-hmm. everything, I, 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 like, what had basically happened is a way back, like it was like I think it was like the sixteenth of September or something like that, or maybe it was before. No, it was the twelfth. I think I think it was the twelfth of September. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I'd reached out to this person, or this person reached out to me first, and I was like, do you know what, aye, let's fucking go for it. I'd sat, we sat for a good hour, back and forward, constant messages talking about what I wanted, what kind of design, this and that, and all the time, and then she was like, alright, right, go up to the payment details, she gave me, it was the a terrible deal, but it was the, the best deal. Um, right. But I was at, look, at the end of the day, it's 20 quid. It's it's Let's just see what happens. And as soon as my money left my fucking account, that's where I knew that shit was going to happen because I was told eight to nine days right. and that would be it. And literally on the ninth or tenth day, I had to reach out to them and be like, yo, it's been like a day after what you said, what's yeah, the update? Like yeah. And then like two days later, the message saying that uh, things without, they'll get it to me and this and that. And then like a day later, the message where I think, which just, it wasn't what I'd actually asked for. And I was at, well, if you can do this and do this, it would make it a wee bit better. No, I'd literally, I'd asked her for like, the, the emote that I've got the note, it was supposed to be a Highland coup that was scared. Right. That's what I'd asked. You know, the first emote that I got sent was like horrific. It was like something out of the game that would scare you. It was the you being scared. Yeah, pretty much. It was fucking terrifying. And I was like, no, that's really no that I I wanted to be scared, not to be scary. Mm -hmm. So literally like two or three days later, I messaged again. I was at right. What, what's the update now? It's been a couple of days. She's like, oh yeah, we've been able like, and then like a couple of years later, she sent me another picture, and it was literally the exact same emote. But what had happened is, see the eyebrows, they turned them upside down, mm-hmm. and it was that kind of why I was at it. This took you three days. Yeah, right. I know graphic design is like a, a really difficult thing, and like you have to be really fucking good. To be at a decent level and it takes years of fucking practice and studying and all that kind of stuff completely understand that it's a talent in itself but to take three days to flip eyebrows upside down i was at and something does the same fucking right here well I, I i didn't get a chance to add to what you said on the on the three days market i have a i have an email where it's nick's my dog right and nick's has a very unique color coat to her her fur so when I had the emote design, I sent them the description of the of the color coat, and it was re- like the proof came back early, and the color was off. Yeah. So I, I messaged the guy, my artist, who's in Indonesia. I can't pronounce his name, but I've used him for all my emotes. Um, I said the color coat's off. Could you mix in gray more and kind of blend the gray and the brown? To give it a more like um, brindle look, I shot that message off. Thirty-five minutes later, I had the final proof done. Thirty-five minutes. You had to wait three fucking days for somebody to flip eyebrows. The dude had to recolor it, <laughs> resize it, and reblend it. Thirty-five fucking minutes. It was done. They took three days to flip eyebrows on your shit. What the well, fuck? 
that was what kind of threw me off was the fact that every time I kind of brought up, look, it's taking too long. I'm not really happy. This was supposed to be done in eight, nine days. And well, now it's something like 17 days and I've still not actually got what I asked for. And the excuses I kept on getting, it was constantly like, oh, it takes a lot of time. I have to re-render it. I have to do this and I have to do that. And me not knowing a lot, I was like, ah, right. I was trying to give them the benefit of the doubt, but I was ah, I've worked with fucking graphic designs. I've had logos made. I've had full fucking things. I've had posters and all that made. It doesn't take this long for some like. You can turn around and argue it's, it's, it's a bit of a fucking condescending thing, but an emote really is not the difficult thing no, to do. It's not like. See if you go into Fiverr and you see the amount of fucking graphic designers that are making emotes for Twitch and Discord and all that. It goes to show that it really isn't like a massively difficult fucking concept today. No, you can can understand that if somebody wants to have like such a a detailed and specific emote, then I I can see how it, it, it can add on that extra wee bit of work. But when you think that most of it just like, We've had this conversation before we were talking about trying to find somebody that does a logo for the drunk tank and everybody's doing like the generic logos. It's the exact same logos over and over and over again. And it was like this this uh, person was just it was as if they were just acting the ass. It was as if oh I don't know anything about it, so if if they can rip the ass at me all they want, kind of thing. Mm. So I ended up it got to the point where I was like, look, I'm, I'm no happy. Like, I want my money back. And, like, I'm, I'm just, I forget it. I'll go elsewhere. And they started getting a wee bit behind me. So I went to PayPal and mm. I just disputed the payment because I was like, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not getting your thing, you know, that kind of stuff. And literally, no, what you have to remember is I was getting messages every three days or something like that after I had reached out to them. Uh-huh. See, as soon as I hit in this dispute to PayPal, Within five minutes, I had a message. Yep. Why have you disputed the payment? Give me my money. Do, do, do. And I was like, no, I've not got my stuff. It's been well over two weeks more than what I was supposed to be getting. I'm no fucking happy. It's, I, I, I don't want it. I don't want your stuff. I'm wanting my money back. Take your your, your uh, art and go. That's it. Yep. And, and I started getting these messages like, you listen to me. And it was like, right, first of all, no. <laughs> Second of all, you do not speak to not only me, but anybody fucking like that. Right. And you are picking the wrong fucking person to speak to like this. And she started thinking, you know, and then she ended up messaging me and said, ah, look, I've got all your stuff, everything's sorted, I've got uh, everything's made up. You know? And at this point, I was like, ah, do you know what? I don't give a fuck. Just send me my stuff. I'd ra- I want you done. I want you gone. That's right. it. So I I cancelled the dispute as I met, and then like two days later, I messaged as at what the fuck are you doing? What what are you doing? You still no sent me my shit. Do I have to actually go further? Yeah, right. Like, what what is the point in this? And um, I got a message back. So oh, I'm sending the email just now. It takes time to render it. So she no, sent me an email. Right, she sent me the email. And what had happened is, see, instead of inserting or attaching the files, yep. right, the PNG files, she's copied and pasted them into an email. <laughs> so I can't download them. But it's actually the only way I can get them is for right-clicking and save image. That's bullshit. 
And and it's that kind of device. So I messaged her and I'm like, ah, look, by the way, you've sent you've not attached the, the stuff, you've sent me it in the right kind of email, you're gonna have to send me it again. So because this is what I've got, and I sent her an a, a, a message with a copy of the, the picture I've got, and it's fucking dank quality. Mm-hmm. Like it's all fucking pixelated and that. And so mm-hmm. you have to turn up the resolution. I was like, no. would you I have to turn up? I have to go and buy a brand new fucking monitor at 4K so I can see your fucking app? Is that what you're fucking talking about? Right. And she's like, oh, no, 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 that's what you have to do. You have to um, uh, thing me up and, and, and do this. And I was like, nah, 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 that's, that's not how this is fucking working. <laughs> so anyway, I'm like, ah, right. I messaged her back. I was like, look, you're going to have to send me this email because you've not attached all the other stuff. So she's like, all right, I'll, I'll resize it, re-render it, and, and send you them out. So this was like the Friday night, and I'm waiting, and I'm waiting. And like the Saturday night, I messaged her, and I was like, um, by the way, see this email you're sending me? Is it going to be an email, or is it going to be a carrier fucking pigeon? Because ah! it's been 24 hours, and I've still not got an email. And then like the Sunday night, I messaged her again. I was like, ah, by the way, um, I, I just don't know what the fuck's going on. I don't know how you think this is a way to run a business because it's it's just no happening. And then she then started hitting it with all the, turned up your resolution, as I've said. And I was like, ah, bitch, fucking listen to me. No. That's not how it works. You're not attaching the files. You're copy and pasting the files. You need to <laughs> attach the files. And then she started saying, like, what do you mean the files? Do you want the source code so you can yes! steal my artwork? And I was like, no, I want the source code to get the artwork I fucking paid for. <laughs> yeah, you <laughs> paid to get the source file. Source code. And, uh, and then it just started thiming. And then I went on a fucking tirade on this person where it was like, I mean, I'm not going to repeat it because it, 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 it was not a proud fucking moment <laughs> for me. Not, it was not but a moment of pride. The, the effect was, at the end of the day, I've paid you for this. Give me it or I'm going to dispute it. I'm going right. to take it and escalate it and all that kind of stuff. And then she started thinking, and then it was the worst thing she ever done was she used the, listen, I don't have any issue on my end. It's on your end. And I went, okay. And I just straight up blocked her. Uh-huh. And then, oh no, before I blocked her, I went on her Twitter and I went through a bunch of her, like, <laughs> during all this time, she was, like, posting tweets to uh-huh. other content creators saying, oh, I do emotes, I do this. So she was drumming up information. At one point, she said that the reason why she hadn't done my work was because she had a back injury that she it took her out of the job for a couple of days. But she was still messaging people saying, I, I'll do your artwork and all that. So I, I just started going right through her Twitter. And when she commented on somebody's tweet about I can do artwork, I was just going on and going like, by the way, see, before you do this person's artwork, can you finish the artwork that I paid you for three months or three weeks ago that you still yet to do, that you won't send me man, my, my files for? And you keep on sending me like stupid fucking things. And I just kept on like thinking, thinking through. And I ended up getting a message after asking me to stop doing it. And then I ended up just blocking her. Right. And I was like, you know what? Fuck all of this. And then literally I messaged you about it and I messaged them and all. Uh-huh. I was like, this is 
I'm so fucking pissed. Like, I was so frustrated. And because everything that had been happening at work and I hadn't been sleeping, I hadn't been taking care of myself and all that. And it was so annoying because I was frustrated about a lot of things, but I didn't have an out because I shouldn't be upset about a fucking emote not getting made. And it was uh-huh. that kind of way. I was just so fucking frustrated. And then I put out the tweet saying, by the way, this is what somebody thinks is a good enough fucking thing to do. And I was like, ah, it's just, and it was, um, Jusmus, or Mistress, Jusmus? Jusmus. Jusmus 89, he replied to it, and he was like, ah, by the way, check out this person, because they do my emotes, and they're, they're really, really good. So, mm. as I said to you, I was like, I'm not even going to have an emote. Fuck the emotes. If anybody wants to use an emote, they can just pretend it is something. I don't care now. Like, right. I was at that point where I was ah, nah, I'm not putting any more time and effort into this because this is fucking bullshit. But I ended up, I, re- I reached out to this um, person and I was like, look, um, this is the, 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 the deal. And I was like, and explained that I've, I've just, I've had a really fucking bad time and all I want is a fucking Highland coup that looks scared. Right. And I gave her the details and she's like, um, no, that's the right. It's like, and she asked a couple of questions and uh, already it seemed more professional. Right. <laughs> like, it was already better than what this was. And literally see within maybe two hours, I think. Right. Yeah. She said, like walk that. up and she was like, how's this? And I was like, I fucking love you. I love like, you. <laughs> this, is, this is pretty much as perfect to what I had in my head as possible. Mm. And then she'd asked a couple of questions. And I was like, like, I'd made a couple of changes. Like, the, the, the mouth wasn't as opened. It was like a kind of scared smile and stuff like that. And she was like, no, 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 I'll, I'll have a thing, mate. And then 20 minutes later, she'd sent me another one with a mouth all different because I'd sent that message and then I sent like an image of like a cartoon and with the mouth that I wanted and all that. And straight away, within 20 minutes, she'd sent me the other one. And she was like, ah. And then she started, I was like, do you want to keep like the blue face or do you want to have like the, the purple face kind of over the eyes is kind of stone scared? And I was like, no, 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 the blue's perfect. Being the Scottish code, it makes it work better with the blue. Mm. And time and then like within maybe an hour, she was like, right, I'm just going to have to proper, like do the proper when clean everything up and get the right resolution and then resize and all that kind of stuff. And she was like, Twitch don't do the, say that you used to have to get like the three sizes mm. for Twitch. No, Twitch don't do that. Twitch auto resize. Oh, nice. Yeah, so you just have to put in like one one size and it'll auto it. So she was like, ah, do you still want the other three or do you want the, the thing we want? And I was like, no, 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 just give me the the, 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 the one mm. and it will save it saves her work and it's it's me. And literally within an hour, two hours, she'd sent an email with the the one that I'd want. I think it was like a three twenty by three twenty. And then she sent me another one with the thousand by thousand. She was like, yeah. by the way, I've sent you a bigger proper one. It's a I'm sorry for what happened before. Right. And I was like, oh, you didn't actually have to do it. was the your fault that this other right. person was a cunt. But right? it proper just like my my level of respect to like graphic <laughs> just went fucking skyrocketing back through and I was like and the other reason she gave me the extra one was because I was the f- our first customer through Fiverr she'd been right. gone through like 
Twitter and word of mouth and that, and then she's now she's set up her fiver and right. she's signed like that. Um, but it was that kind of way, as I'd said to her, so I, the problem that I had is I wanted to find an artist that I could just stick with. I don't like talking yeah. about different things, I want one artist that I can evolve the emote with them because they'll have the they'll know what the actual concept is. So they'll be able to make the additions and the changes without actually taking away the original essence of the emote. So that was what I mean. And with that was within one fucking message, I'd found it. So that was me. I was uh, in the next couple of weeks. I'm gonna get another six I made, oh, and nice. just go the full fucking shebang. Get oh. everything done. Uh, where um. I, I will plug all details in the oh, YouTube yeah. video and all that kind of stuff because 100%. it really was amazing. Like the like the speed in which the turnaround was like because when you actually do it, she gives you like a two to three day thing on the account kind of thing. Um, well, it says or oh, for one emote, it's like a two day turnaround, but you can pay extra for one day. Right up to like I think it's twelve days for the like the six emotes. Right, or you can pay extra for a couple of days work. But the fact that it was within, like, I know I'm, I'm not going to time it as if that this is what's going to happen all the time. Because right. once she gets more and more popular and has more work, she's not going to be able to do turns and six years. Like, right. I fully understand that. So I don't want it to sound as if anybody that I tell people to it, this is what she's going to get. Um, so but it was, it definitely made everything better for me. Hold on, Chris, you're going kind of robot on Discord. Really? Everything's working. Everything's still be doing. Yeah, let me. Yeah, it's green on my end. It seems to smooth out now. For like two seconds, you kind of went a little. Uh... Yeah, I was wondering because like everything on my end was still like hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, on my end, it kind of got scrambled, but now now it seems to have like right. cleared itself up. So, ah, uh, wouldn't it be the drunk tank without that happening? <laughs> yeah, some sort of technical issue. <laughs> But yeah, man, it sounds like you and and like like Chad has said, it's not it's not about the emote itself. It's about the lack of transparency and the lack of professionalism and the lack of like the way you treat a paying customer. Like yeah. every emote artist I've ever dealt with, and I went through Fiverr and I had my friend do my early emotes, but my professional ones, I've gone through Fiverr. And every time I go through Fiverr, I look for certain things. A unique art style unlimited revisions uh turnaround time source code and commercial use right those are sort of yeah. my criteria because i'm gonna use this shit for fucking merch <laughs> and shit like it's going on yeah. a commercial product because i i'm i'm about to say something that's very popular on twitch and and i don't want it to sound bad i'm doing this shit as a job to make money eventually like this is my only job until i can you know, get disability sorted or whatever. So when I pay for something, whether it's art or a, um, a merch design, I need that commercial use. I need that PNG yeah. source because oh, I'm then going to turn around and monetize that because this is my, this is my job. I love it. It's my hobby. It's my passion. I love what I'm doing, but it's also my job. I'm not, yeah. I, I told everybody in five years, if the drunk tank and podcasting and, and all this stuff, ain't self-sufficient, ain't paying for itself, brother's got to find a new job because I got bills to pay. I got kids I got to take care of. So I got yeah. two years where I'm not working on another job 
to turn this into something that's a self-sustaining thing. Otherwise, I can't put myself on the bench. I got people I got to take care of. So yes, Twitch to me is a job, but it's also a passion and it's a hobby and it's something I love to do. It's something I'm good at. It's something I should have been doing 10 years ago because now I finally found my my shit. Yeah. But I'm not going to be one of these streamers who's like, oh, it's not about the money for me. It is. For me, it's for the money as much as it is for the love of the game. So when I'm getting stuff designed, I want professionals who are going to be just as professional, present company excluded, who are going to do what I need them to do. And you finding some jabroni ass fucking jobber ass artist on Twitter who's not going to do what they do. Fuck that person. And then to turn around and find this other chick, thanks to Juice Moves, yeah. who's night and day professional, is amazing. And I definitely want to like blow people up like that who like do that because they deserve recognition. The people who are doing this and doing it well, whether it's emails or overlays or whatever or merch designs, you need to get the promo because yeah. not every, you know, go on Fiverr, type in Twitch emotes. How many people? 1,200? Yeah. And to find the good ones and the ones with top quality stuff who are decently priced, it's a, it's a schlog, man. So if you have somebody that, you know, your, your chick, and then I'm going to check her out, but I got my guy from Indonesia who does my emotes. I want to stick with him because we got a good rapport. We're six emotes deep. Yeah, But maybe this other chick can do overlays because my guy don't do overlays. He does only emotes and badges. So I'm yeah. definitely on the look. I know other people are on the look. You know, but it comes down to it's it's not the it's not about the emote itself from what I from from what we're saying. Oh no. Like the emote itself, it was the like I knew from the start that the emote was probably not gonna be top quality. It was gonna be that I was getting shafted out of twenty quid. We totally understood that for the start because I literally, when I spoke to Zim about it, when before we'd even done it, it was we literally joked about how it was going to be a science experiment. Like mm -hmm. we were going to do research and see if the Twitter emote people that just randomly message content creators and prey on people that have just got affiliated and think, oh, well, this person's they're going to be excited. Let's ruin their fucking life. Yeah, um, that's but like like. Uh, Dreaded said, uh, the ones that they dirty make the rest look bad. And that's honestly, like, I would not use anybody that does not have a Fiverr account now. Right. See, unless I can go on to your Fiverr and see what your rapport is, I'm not going to use you. I'm not going to be trusting you because if you're just some random person that's gone through Twitter, getting random, because, like, there's a there's a, a, a normal theme that seems to go with it. I see all these people that do it. The reason why they have so many followers isn't because they're doing work for them. It's because they're constantly, like six, seven times a day, they'll post up a, everybody retweet this and like this and, and everybody and post your YouTube or your Twitch channel and all that. And that's what people are doing is they're going. And that's why these people have the follower count, why they have the retweet count, why they have the thing is because they're preying on these smaller content creators that's that are just looking for anything that they can do to get up that's it like it's nothing on the content creators because in, in any field of business you take any opportunity to get yourself ahead is what you do yeah. but these people are preying on that like they're you they're taking these 
um, smaller communities that have, have just got that nice wee break and they're starting to get excited and they're getting things made. And then it's like when people start coming in, it's like, oh, we can give you merch, we can give you this, we can give you that. They start thinking, fuck, I'm starting to make it. And it's like, well, getting in a moat isn't making or breaking it because everybody no. can fucking do that. That's that's really it. Um, but like making affiliate, making affiliate is really, really difficult. Like, yeah. it, it, like, so when that happens and you're excited and you think, fuck, things are going the right way, and then these people are coming in and kind of like taking all that enthusiasm out, like that was me feeling as if I didn't, like I was like, ah, do you know what? I don't even give a fuck anymore. Like why would I even try? And that's it. So like imagine what it would be like to a fucking 18-year-old that just started and got into like affiliate or someday like a fucking 20-year-old that's been streaming for the last six years that finally made it. Yep. Like this is a grind that they've been going for so fucking long and then these people are just coming in and fucking destroying their enthusiasm. And it's just, it's no right. So for then on, I've just been like, do you know what? See, unless you have a fiver or any other way of me getting yeah, yeah, then nah, I'm no fucking, I'm no trusting you. And it's a shame because there is a lot of people, like, as I said, the the artist that I'd went with, with uh, Justmas, she started with just going through Twitter and being word mm-hmm. of mouth and all that kind of stuff. So there is legitimate ones out there that use Twitter because it is it's a platform to fucking yep. grow. But there's it's the same as everything. There's always gonna be a group of like a minority of these people that will go about and destroy the reputation of anything. Yep. Like you look at like I've worked in fucking Amazon for the last five years, mm-hmm. worked within them. And the amount of shite I get tell about working for Amazon, or this is what Amazon does, this is what Amazon does. No, they don't. Like, I'm sorry, but that is not what Amazon... Your particular situation happened that way. But Amazon is like this whole Amazon don't pay the workers. I pay. I was paid handsomely. I was walking away with £700 a week. Goddamn. With Amazon, because Amazon took care of their drivers. So this whole bullshit of Amazon don't pay their workers, I, the problem that there is is, see, for drivers, Amazon don't pay the drivers. Amazon pay the driving companies, like right. the, the contractors, X amount of money for a route. And then the contractors go, we're only going to pay the drivers X amount because we want a cut. That's how drivers end up getting paid little, is it's no Amazon, it's the contractors. And it's the same with, like... Um, People turn around and go, this Amazon warehouse is treating their staff terribly. So I, it's because see the managers in that specific warehouse, they're cunts. See if you were to go to another warehouse with a good manager, everybody loves working there because everybody's treated with respect. Like there's some in the UK where the the, the warehouses are run with arseholes. It's what you get everywhere. There's always an arsehole, some company that treats their staff like shit. But like where I worked. I worked in two, three different warehouses in Scotland and I had zero problems with anybody because you would walk in and the managers and the the supervisors would sit and have a conversation, have a laugh with you, sit and sign me up. Everything got run on time, everything was smooth. As long as everything's working, everybody's happy. And that's the way it was. I've never had any issues. Through COVID, Amazon were gain drivers or 
they were gain us. It might have only been my one fucking warehouse, but they were gain their drivers like five hundred pound monthly bonuses for working through COVID mm-hmm. as a thank you. And you know, I I can't remember many other companies getting that sort of respect to their drivers. There was a lot of companies that were saying work through this or we sack you. Yeah. Amazon one Amazon were getting you a lot of fucking help. Amazon were getting grants. See if you had to go off for two weeks of COVID, you could apply for a grant at Amazon where they'd put something like ten million in it to give drivers and other staff members a grant to be able to still make money. Like they would get a grant for like average wages that they would lose. Yeah, you and all that. So I wanna I wanna add on to something, I don't mean to interrupt you, but like like when you talked about the pay thing, it's the same thing in in like physical security. Like I was a security supervisor for over a year, but I didn't physical security for 14 years. And for most of that, I got all of that. Actually, I got paid shit, but it's Mm. not on the client. It's on the security contractor because the client uh, negotiates for a total amount of hours, right? And a a week or a month, right? So if you're doing 190 hours of security, the client will say, we will pay X amount of dollars for 190 hours. Then the, the security company goes, okay, we got X amount of pay. What can we pay the guards? And then what can we take? So in my situation, for the most part, I was making like $11 an hour. When in reality, they were probably paying my company, the one of the clients I work for, was probably paying my company an average of 15 per guard. But the security company was only giving us 11 and pocketing four or five an hour. Yeah. So, I mean, like you you said a great point. It's not necessarily the company that you work for is the problem. It's the subcontractor or the contract or the independent contracting firm that's fucking you over. So, I mean, and over here, yeah, Amazon's got a shitty reputation because of how hard they run everybody. And but is it a reputation of how hard they run anybody, or is it just people are butthurt because Jeff Bezos has money? Because well, that seems to be a factor in a lot of things as well, that if somebody's got money, they must be an asshole. Apparently she was up in the She was up in the highway. Then I will deal with it, but right now I'm in the middle of something, okay? Can you take her and I'll deal with it? Well, then she's an idiot, but I appreciate that. And I apologize. I'm not trying to shoot you out, but I'm recording a show right now and I'll handle it. Thank you for letting me know. Okay. I understand it was dangerous and she'll be addressed. Just apologize. But, um, apparently my dog was up on the highway because nobody was paying attention to her or somebody was paying attention and she ran into the highway. So I'm glad she's okay and I'll deal with it, but sorry for the interruption. But I know over here, part of it is the the warehouses are run very poorly, and yeah. and managers are dicks about it. And then I know I know on other parts in other areas, it's a lot of the well, Jeff Bezos is a rich fuck; he can pay us more. So, um, also I want to address something that Dred said earlier be, before I forget. Uh, for those of you that are listening to the audio version of the podcast on all the major podcast platforms, um. It is a live show, so there are interruptions sometimes, and we do have a, a running chat. Dread made a comment tied to what I was talking about, my uh, my self-worth, and he said something along the lines of, well, it really comes down to the fact that men find value in what they can produce, whereas women tend to find value in which they can nurture. So if a guy can't produce for his family, it makes him feel worthless. 
Yeah, I would I would agree with that at least in my particular case because I'm the oldest of a bunch of kids. My mom was a single mom for a long time, so my mom would go out and work three jobs, and I had to take care of my brothers and sisters. So when I became an adult, I took care of my family. When I was married, I worked three jobs. So when my ex lost hers, I took on extra jobs so she could go to school. You know, and now that I'm with B, I was working security and doing Twitch so that she could focus on building her self-employment businesses and take care of the kids. Mm. And so like she would cover the rent and the electricity and I would cover everything else, food, clothes, all that. B would chip in when she had extra, if we needed extra or whatever. So when I couldn't work, I felt like my purpose was gone, even though I was still a dad and still a boyfriend and still a dog dad. Part of me felt like I was not, doing carrying my own weight or 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 picking up my my end of the agreements because yeah. we do like i grew up my mom told me you take care of your own you're you're the you know you're the man you take care of your family you look after your kids you treat your your spouse wife girlfriend partner whatever you're with as they deserve to be treated now early on when i was married i kind of went overboard and i believe i made my ex-wife feel sort of useless you know, because I was doing everything and taking care of everything and maybe she didn't feel needy and there are other factors of why it fell apart. But because I was so indoctrinated that you are the man, you handle business, you grind and grind and grind. And if your family's taken care of, nothing matters, right? You don't worry about it. So mm. that that break where I was, where we moved down here and I couldn't get a job and we decided for me to pursue disability and I couldn't stream even though like now streaming's not, you know, it's not a self-sustaining thing. And I'm not, I'm not Tim, the tap man and Nick Merckx, right? I'm not Pokemon, but my, my little hobby does pay. But when I couldn't do it, even the little amount that I, I do make, um, you know, when I get my payouts and no shame to anybody, this is just the reality of Twitch. When you're not like Nick Merckx or shroud or anything, you make a little you make a little scratch here and here every every month or every other month or however much you get your payout. Even not being able to make that little amount, I felt fucking horrendous. And it's just because the way I was raised. It's it's the mentality I grew up with. And uh it's 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 very like Zim just said in the chat, it's very hard to overcome that indoctrination or that or that or the way you're raised or sort of the work ethic and mentality. See, the work ethic or mentality that you sort of develop as you grow up, I have a yeah. very strong work ethic. As everybody knows who's who's seen my streams for the last three years, I was working 45, 50 hours a week at one job, helping the kids with homework, making dinners, going to the grocery store, doing stuff as a dad, then doing all my background work, voice recording, prepping all the streams, and then streaming 40, 50 hours minimum a month. So my work ethic is not ever to be questioned because that's not a thing. But maybe on, on sort of the dark side of that work ethic is it bred a mental mentality of, well, if I'm not working, I'm worthless. And I think, I think especially for, or for men and women who are sort of raised to be like the provider, the protector and sort of the grinder. Yeah, I think sitting down and reevaluating that sort of 
grinder mentality, for lack of a better word, is is a conversation that needs to happen more because I I remember, you know, seeing my mom. She for a long time she would date guys for a year or five years and then move on and she'd be alone for a long time. So she too would work multiple jobs and just grind. Yeah. And I think if she would have just sat down and took a look at things and said, Hey, I'm kind of wrecking my mental health and kind of taking some shit out on my kids. And I did too. Like when I'd get frustrated from working 70 hours a week and the kids did something stupid that I warned them not to do five fucking hundred times. I would, I'd, I'd be like, why are you not getting this? I'm working 70 fucking hours a week and you can't handle one fucking thing I've told you not to handle. Like, that's not good. I Since I moved out here and I've had to, you know, face some challenges, mental health, and reevaluate some of my own toxic and potentially pseudo-toxic masculine behaviors and whatnot because I'm not perfect. I'm, I'm, I'm flawed. I grew up in a busted-ass home. I've been able as well as processing mental health, I've been able to deconstruct some of sort of those unhealthy grinder mentalities. Now, now that I'm back on stream, I'm still grinding away, but I now space it out and I give myself time to interact with family and, and play video games. Like the other night I wasn't working. I jumped on and played and I'm, I'm, I'm contributing to the problem and I know don't stake me. I played Madden, but I did not play ultimate team. I played franchise mode, but I played that bitch for seven hours because I couldn't sleep. I'd have never done that six months ago. So the, I think as like just touching on the whole like handling mental health, I think it's definitely up until recently, and I mean recently in the last like couple of years, like in the grand scheme of humanity, recently, um, it's only been recently where people have been kind of allowed to deal with it. And like I know, like for years and years, you've had that sort of uh, men don't find me emotions; it's women that are emotional and all that kind of stuff. But you can also go in the other sense of society. Also, did occasionally did not allow women to yeah. have that emotional thing because, in some cases, like the, the the constant thing I always heard is if a a woman breaks up with with somebody, it was always oh you're a badass bitch, get back on that horse. Right. Wouldn't allow even women to fucking process something like traumatic might be the wrong word, but no traumatic. So anything that can affect you mentally is mm-hmm. traumatic. Let's be real. Um, and I think it's always been a societal problem and it's not a case of men haven't been able to deal emotionally or women haven't been. It's that society has not allowed people to deal with shit the way they have to deal with shit. Society will always bottleneck everybody into only a couple of fucking blocks and it's either you're a man that has no emotion or you're a woman that has too much emotion or you're a man that's too sensitive or you're a woman that isn't sensitive enough and if you're a woman that isn't sensitive enough you're just a bitch but if you're a man that's too sensitive you're just a pussy and it's like well when is society going to allow people to just be fucking them like I know I can sit I know I can take a lot of shit 
before it hits me hard where it's in like over the last couple of weeks it's been fucking constant constant there's a lot of things that's been going on i've been stressed and all that kind of stuff and then monday night i go a message to say that my pal had taken their own life and that shit fucking hurt like that 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 was a big fucking thing but i was so thingy to everything around like just dealing with shit it was just a case of well I just have to get fucking on with it. That's it. Mm. Like, that's always been the mentality of me is just get on with it. And mm. it's not the healthiest fucking way, but it's because I have my own way of dealing with it. The way my brain works is get dealt with the actual important shit first, and then later on, you can feel. Yep. It's the same like when my, my grand passed away. All my family were floods of tears it was such a heartbreak i was fucking sad but i knew there was shit that had to get done yep. so i done the shit and then a week later broke down and then i break down for a couple of days and then get shit back together that was just always how a, a, a thing may be so so like there's been a lot of things that's happened especially over the last two year that a lot of people have turned to me and said that would have broke me and you're like, well, it probably could have broke me as well, but I just didn't allow it to happen. Mm. And that was due to a societal thing of you can't let it bother you. You just have to plow on. And it's only been recently myself where I've kind of started going, if I'm feeling like shit, I'm going to take time to kind of feel it and let's just time it. Like this week alone, um, that I got that news on the Monday. The Tuesday night, like Monday, I was non-existent. Like, even right. Bill Bob messaged me on the Tuesday and he was like, ah, look, by the way, I've not really seen you about the last 24 hours. Just wanted to check in and make yep. sure, which, shout out to Bill Bob, appreciated the message. Um, but, like, so Monday I was just non-existent. I just wanted to be, I, I, I just buried myself into doing work and getting out the way and all that kind of stuff. And then the Tuesday night I played Fazbo, or we played that labyrinthine or whatever it is mm. and then we played fastball with Haba and Zim and it was just a nice time to just like four or five hours of just enjoying yourself playing a game mm -hmm. and then for the last couple of days I've been working and all that kind of stuff it's been like it's been there but I've been remembering to take the breaks and kind of evaluating things and all that kind of stuff so recently I've been able to actually deal with shit in a healthier manner than what I had been doing and like I've even noticed that just like, like you were saying, like the the other night there, you went and played Madden for seven hours because you wanted to. You just chilled. Yeah, Fucking was, last week I was frustrated <laughs> and I didn't know what to do, so I just was like, "All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna shut down and just sort of let yeah. everything roll, and I'm just gonna go play Madden and let my brain run through all the fucking shit and just just." just let it roll through me and try and get better. And then it helped a little. And then B and I had a conversation at the farmer's market. So that alleviated some of it too. So yeah, six months ago, I wouldn't have done any of that. I would have just, I would have just kept pushing it down, pushing it down, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the thing. I mean, like last week, I got so fucking wrapped up in gas station simulator. Like, I think I've got something like 15, 16 hours where I was playing it just nonstop. Like, mm -hmm. it was mental. I, the last time I remember playing a game like that was Football Manager about three years ago when I had something like 1,800 hours in the game. 
Like that was the last time I remember just sitting thing me and that. And touching on what Habit said, that's another thing that makes me think me on the the societal pressure is that you're either you're showing too much emotion or you're not showing enough emotion. So if you're turning around and going, do you know what? Shit's getting too much for me. And there's people that will still turn around and act as if like you're the one in the wrong for showing emotion. Mm. And it's like, well, you, somebody has to come out and fucking tell me what the rules of society is because I'm fucking lost here. It's either I'm too emotional, I'm not emotional enough. I'm too harsh or I'm no harsh enough. So I'm too focused or I'm no focused. I need fucking, I need to be told what I'm supposed to do then because I know you can never please everybody, but shit is getting more and more difficult to be able to do things. Because no matter what, there's always somebody that's going to turn around and say, you're not doing enough or you're doing too much. And it's like, I know there's things that you can turn around and go, like, oh, you're working too much. You have to try and come back off of work and start spending time with family and enjoying yourself a wee bit more. That's fair enough. I can understand that. But to turn around and say that somebody's being too emotional, but they're also being no emotional enough. And it's like, no, they're being emotional the right amount. It's just certain aspects of their emotion does not involve you and you don't care for it. That's what the problem is, is that it's uncomfortable for you because in some sick, stupid way, because it doesn't actually involve you, that's where it's timing. And that's where the problem is. I'm not saying everybody's like that because there's plenty of people that are just fantastic right across the board that they'll be there for whatever you need. But there's so many people that are just confusing the fuck out of everything. Yeah, there's a there's a thing that you mentioned when you brought up the funeral and, and your your sort of ramble right now is there there's something that I need to I recognize I do very wrong like not wrongly, but I, I handle things very badly that I need to kind of process better. I don't handle when people are upset really well. Like, take for instance, if Bernadette's upset about something and she's upset to the point where she's actually breaking down which is rare but when we're together sometimes that happens she'll like curl up and have a breakdown on my chest and she knows this and i know she knows it and i feel bad she knows it where i'm literally like they're there like i i can't empathize and be emotionally helpful in that moment because part of my brain is like oh dear god shut the fuck up i can't handle this the other part of my brain is like why is this going on why like she knows i don't do this but then there's the other part of me that has learned over the years that sometimes it's not about what i can say or what i can do as long as i shut the fuck up and wrap my arm around her and let her do her thing that's all that matters and well, that's is most people know how to deal with certain situations in their own thing. Like, it's, it's more just about you allowing people to deal with it in their own way. And, like, I know, like you said, it's, it's, it makes it can make you uncomfortable. It's you don't know how to deal with that and all that right. kind of stuff. But, like you said, you're willing to kind of work on that and make you better. But, the end of the day is as long as you're able to give the other person the platform to be able to deal with shit in their own way, 
then at least you're going in the right way. Yeah, <laughs> that, the right that's, direction. That, that's, that's, been a, that's been a moment for me for growing is like, because back in the day, I'd, I'd have been like, if someone got hurt, I'd have been like, suck it up, buttercup, let's go. We got work to do. Yeah. Like, I would literally be like, why are you crying right now? We got shit to do. Or like, if my sister, like my sister Ashley, who's, you know, she's got anxiety and stuff back in the day when she would have issues, I'd literally look at her and go, why the fuck are you doing that? Like, like I couldn't process other people's emotional issues yeah. because to me, it wasn't an issue. I don't deal with it. Like a great example, as you mentioned, uh, your, your uh, grand passing, my brother passed away from a, a drug overdose. I went to the funeral, didn't cry, didn't do whatever. And was there for my mom, put my hands on my mom and my sister's shoulders and just went through the funeral like, and what are you going to do? It's just another day. He's in the ground. And people were like, well, what's your issue? I'm like, I'm not sad because he's no longer in the grips of his sickness. And before he passed away, I did every fucking thing in my power to help him. And he slapped my hand away. So I'm at peace with not being upset because he made his bad shit happen. I know it sounds callous and cruel. It's just my mentality. Bernadette had a relative die a couple of years ago. She went to the funeral and she's like, well, do you want to come with me? I'm like, no, I'm good. You do you. I'm like, death to me is the thing. Like a loss in emotion and like that shit. It, it doesn't affect me. Like I, I'm like, I, I don't, it don't bother me. Like I can, move the fuck on like i know that is something i need to work on to develop yeah. a more openness to other people and be more empathetic and and be it's not that i'm not understanding i just don't care it doesn't affect me yeah like i'm not gonna cry like one of my best friends is in high school died in a house fire saving his family because he went back in because his little brother played with matches went to his funeral wasn't upset he died a hero I wasn't upset about that. Sucks that my friend died, but I'm not going to cry over him because he died a hero saving his fucking family. I got smacked by people who were te tearing up. And I'm like, I'm not mad. I'm not upset. So over the yeah. years, I understand. I have emotional dead spots that I need to understand and work on so that I can be more of an empathetic and emotionally available thing because if I'm not an emotionally available thing at sometimes, why the fuck are people with me if I can't support them in their time of need? So I, I, I use Bernadette as an example a lot. And like I said, if, if she has a rare moment of breakdown, I no longer try to fix the moment. Yeah. Because I would try to be like, all right, what do I need to do to get you to stop? Right? My mentality was like, what can I go fix, break, or or destroy, or buy you, or get for you to make you better? Cause I I I can't process why yeah. you're why you're having this. And issue. all this time, all that was needed was you. Exactly. It took me a <laughs> while to learn that, and we've been together over ten years now. And like, I finally learned forty some thirty some years later. Nobody needed <laughs> me to fix shit in those moments. They just needed me to shut the fuck up and be there. Yeah. Yeah, so, I think that's it. Like, there's there's so much that people can learn. See, just being that little bit more understanding and accepting of other people, their needs, their their faults, their their their, their 
good parts, bad parts, and all that kind of stuff. That like, there's a lot of things that people make about them. Like, like you're saying that you like there's things that it doesn't bother you because it doesn't affect you. That sort right. of thing. So, but again, in society, there's people that are like so far the opposite way where even though it's nothing to do with them, they make it about them. Like, I mean, like you just have to look at these things that's going on in the world right now. Yeah, yeah, how right. many people get involved in other people's business that really does they fucking matter? So uh, what does it fucking matter if this person has went to the doctors for this reason or that reason? Who the fuck cares? It doesn't matter to you. It's them that's the, the that's dealing with that. So let them fucking be them. So so like this that's where it's time is at. There's always such a drastic difference. It's either you're too much something or you're no enough. And it's like, but that shouldn't be the case. It should mm. be a case of everybody has their own thing, their own way of dealing with shit. Yep. You deal with your stuff like with, with death and all that kind of stuff in your way. It gets you through the day. Why does it fucking matter if I'm really upset about something? Exactly. Uh, just because it does affect you the exact same way. Uh, that it shouldn't be. I shouldn't be telling him to go like that for fuck's sake, docs. At least have some emotion. Yeah, right. If it's what's getting you through that day, that's how you deal with it. And yeah. I'm happy to accept and understand that. I just won't come to you if somebody close to me dies. <laughs> yeah, but, but that's my point of bringing it up. Is like I. I want to be better at that when somebody has a, an emotional moment where like they, they need help or whatever. I can sit there and be like, all right, well I'm, I'm here. Like I, you can talk to me about shit, but like my advice is going to be based on logic and reason. Whereas sometimes in the moment, your advice should be based off emotion. I'm not, Why is that a I'm, bad thing. I'm like, not saying see, it's a bad thing. I'm just saying I need to balance. I have to have a balance between that logical response and that clinical cold response to where maybe I should have a little more empathy and understanding instead of just a, oh, well, your cat died, bury it, move on. And if you want another cat, go get another cat. Like, that. But this is the I thing. I work is on that. I can understand, like, as long as you want to work on it for your own benefit. Yeah, exactly. Like, so as long as it's no for somebody else, right. I, can, I can respect it's that. for me to but, be better. Um, what I'm thinking is, I don't know why you dealing with it in a certain way has to be perceived as a bad thing. Like, And I don't mean that I wouldn't come to you if something bad happened right. here and all that kind of stuff. What I'm meaning is, I know you and I know how you deal with things. I know you don't deal with emotion of other people well. So I know I can come to you for certain help, but I wouldn't burden you with that. Right. I'm not saying that you wouldn't try your hardest. Right. All exactly. I'm saying is if that was the case, I would come to you for certain help. See, once I've dealt with the emotional side, I would then come to you and go, right, how do I get on for this? Right. And that's where you as a person has its benefits. So this whole aspect of, you know, being empathetic is just a straight down terrible thing. It's well, wrong in my mind. I feel that it's it's a negative for me, and that's, that's why I if you work feel, on if you want to to work on it, then that's that's all cool. That's 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 your prerogative. But I just I don't want you to think that it should be considered a bad thing to society if anybody else has said it because 
you dealing with it in that way has its benefits as well. Because if I'm over-emotional on something, and let's be honest, there is a point of being over-emotional. Yep. Like, people can say this, but there is some aspects where you can get over-emotional and all that kind of stuff. That's fair enough. Too. But, yeah, exactly. But to me, you offer a certain, a, a certain kind of help that someone else who can deal with emotion can't. Because mm-hmm. at that point, you could go to somebody for emotional help and they get wrapped up in the emotion as well. And then they're not thinking straight. Yeah. Both of you are just there emotional. Whereas you can offer that wee bit more, right? I understand. That's cool. But we have to start timing it. But I can understand where you're going. You need to try and find that balance where give them that little bit of time to deal with it before you come in going, right, that's enough. Stop crying. Let's move yeah, on. Yeah, I had, I had a real like, aha moment with that when my stepdad passed away. Like, I, I sort of had a little bit of an inkling of that when I was dating Bernadette and whatnot. I, I, I sort of, she was kind of like, this is a thing that you don't handle well, right? It really hit home that I need to work on this for me when my stepdad passed away who had a relationship with my mother for over 20 years. They were together for like five, but they had been together off and on for 20 years. My stepdad passed away from cancer, right? RIP my stepdad. He was a really good dude. Had his moments. Mm. We all do. But the minute he died, this shitstorm happened around my mom of like uh, estate planning and all this other stuff. And my mom and my sister and my brother were a fucking wreck and my ass is sitting in the corner going you knew you were sick you didn't handle your shit nobody did the work to prepare for the end game and now we're all suffering behind the eight ball because nothing was put in writing nothing was working my mom's in the corner blubbering her eyes out because she lost love of life my sister and my brother are sitting there going well we don't know what to do and i'm like Everybody needs to shut the fuck up and figure out what the hell needs to be done so we can get the shit taken care of so that mom's not homeless and like everything is sold out from under and my stepdad's like like I went completely I went completely like shut the fuck up there's work to be done cuz none of y'all did this work when you knew shit was going south mm. That was not good yeah. That was not good That was an asshole moment of epic proportions on my end because I couldn't understand why my mom was so fucked up that she couldn't focus on getting the shit done that needed to get done to take care of my dad. Didn't register. His death, no negative impact on me whatsoever. Didn't feel it, didn't worry about it. Him and I said our piece. We were good. We did our thing. I talked to him when he was sick. He was a guy who worked in the garage, didn't say shit. He was like a classic stereotypical i don't want to say toxic man's man but he was like the old school man's man where i walked in this when i knew he was sick i walked in the garage and said hey i know you're sick shit sucks blah 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 we said our piece i moved on he did his thing i thought it was good so that when he passed away my mom is a fucking quivering wreck and my siblings are like not knowing what the fuck's going on the asshole, unemotional, overlogical, cold motherfucker that I am would like went full on asshole. And inside the little part of me that I learned from Bernadette screaming at me, going, 
don't do this. Let them grieve. Stop it. And I couldn't. And it took Bernadette to literally one night. We, I, I was explaining my frustration. She goes, what the fuck is wrong with you? And I'm like, they didn't take care of this. And now mom's going to be homeless. She goes, shut the fuck up. And just let your mother fucking cry. It'll get taken care of. Just shut the fuck up and let her cry on the phone or when you're there. Just shut the fuck up. And I'm like, why? There's so much. She's like, none of that matters. Shut up. Just let them cry. <laughs> and I had that moment. I was like, yep, I am the worst human being in the world. And I definitely need to start working on understanding why I don't have emotional responses like healthy, well-balanced human beings. Yeah. So like ever since then, and my stepdad's passed away now, like four or so years or something. And my, my father, my biological father is, is going this way with his battle. So I'm hoping he pulls through. I'm not sure he's going to, but I've been more emotionally available and sympathetic for my brother and, being yeah. like, hey, I understand you're upset. I know why you're upset. And I've, I've tried to talk to my dad. Is everything taken care of? I'm not trying to be a dick. I just want to make sure that you are, you know. So yeah. I I know there's a long road for me to grow. And, like, I understand that for me, like we were saying, it's a, it's a, it's an area of personal growth that I need to be better at for me. Because if I'm not better at it for me, how can I be better for other people in those moments of need. And like I said, yeah. it, it's a, it, it was, it was an aha moment where like my stepdad passed away and like everybody was losing their shit. And I, I was like, we got work to do. And that yeah. was like a sobering moment that I was like, Whoa. I think that's, that's it. And like, like touching on the point that, uh, have I made, which where I was actually going to go with is it's understandable that, you have a certain way of dealing it and all that kind of stuff. And I mean, in a, in a weird way, the way you kind of acted, like when, when your stepdad had passed and all that kind of stuff, I can sort of understand it because as much as, yeah, people have to be allowed to grieve and all that kind of stuff, but there was like serious consequences yep. that were going to happen. And it was as if nobody else was staying. I mean, I wouldn't have necessarily like thing me to them about it. <laughs> right. I would have probably have like just in the background I'll try and get things sorted while people are dealing with it. That's why I tend to not have as much an emotional thing right. when things go down because it's kinda it well somebody has to be level headed to be able to deal with funeral arrangements, this, that, anything, paperwork that has to get done. But with I've kinda came to the conclusion that I have that sort of that's how I deal with it. So I'll use that as a benefit to me and that I can help deal with the things that need to be dealt with while everybody else is dealing with things their own way. I wouldn't necessarily call out people the way you very yeah, eloquently it was Not a proud <laughs> moment, man. It was not a proud moment. But, I but can like laugh now, said, but back then, no, that was, that was bad. But like Habba said, so what makes people look for in an uh, uh, intimate partner or or in a, a, a marriage or anything like that is they want somebody that they can always go for. It's someone that offers that constant safety 
that no matter what goes down, they, that's the first person you want to turn to. And like I say, if you if you feel as if you can't go to that one person for anything, that it, it does feel as if there's that void missing that is mm-hmm. in me. So I can understand why you would want to kind of grow that aspect to give be that place you can turn. Like you want to be able to give her everything that she needs, including yeah, emotional. My kids have lots of complex issues, and I'm not going to air them out here, but, like, all my kids are, they have mental health issues, and then they have orientation issues, so I want to be in a better place where if they come to me and say, Dad this, Dad that, I can be like, I get it, I understand, here's some advice based on the fact that I, I understand your situation, not just logically, but also emotionally, so that I can give you the most balanced sort of perspective. Yeah. And that's something I want to improve on because I'm 42 and, you know, I'm not that old where I can't learn new tricks, you know? Yeah. And the good thing about it as well is that you're understanding that in a lot of cases, you don't have to give advice. Yep. That's not what people are looking for. People are looking for you to turn around and go, right? Yep. Let's just chill. Yep. And just be in that moment for whatever length it takes, because there is there's a lot of things where like you turn around and like, and I already know that how I'm acting is illogical, and I already know how it affects the problem that I've got. But in some moments, I just want to fucking let shit out, <laughs> and I don't need somebody sitting there telling me which I already know. I just yeah. need somebody to kind of sit there and go, right, well, let's just let's just fucking deal. And that's it. I think so. A... Go ahead. The, 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 just the fact that you're willing, you can see the flaw that you feel you've got and you're willing to learn and grow, I think is with a lot of people that still need to find that. Because like, mm. there's still a lot of people that cut about that don't seem to understand that, that just because they think they're right, they're actually no right. Yeah, and as we've discussed earlier too, Zim mentioned it, the whole subject of emotionality and mental health in, in men and women has become a lot more open discussion, a lot yeah. more acceptable because growing up as a kid, like we've talked about on previous podcasts, I was, I was the big brother. You protect your yeah. siblings, you kick that fucking bully's ass, you help your mom, you do whatever you need to do, and you don't worry about your shit. You don't talk about it, because you are now the second in command. If you're, a, if you were in a home like I was, where my mom was primarily a single mom, you were the dude. Yeah. You, you didn't have, you weren't the bedroom model, but you were the <laughs> show model of the family. So you, <laughs> like your mom, had to grind and hustle your ass and not worry about your shit, because she wasn't worried about her shit. Your siblings, yeah. they can wild out all they want. You're the second in command. You're the lead dog. You do what mom needs done, no matter what. And I'm, yeah. I've somewhat impressed that on my kids, and I feel guilty about it, but I've also tried to temper that with, you're a team. It's not just on the oldest. You all yeah. need to work together, where my mom was like, you're the lead dog. You're the one I go to. You get it done, because I'm going to go make sure a roof is over our head. Yeah. And I think... Having the ability to discuss stuff like this openly now, as opposed to like 20 or 30 years ago, you like my stepdad never talked about how he was feeling. He never went to the doctor. Like he was like, I'm fine. Leave me alone. 
Or he'd drink a beer and be like, I'm good. Even though yeah. he was, you know, his, his dog died or his grandma died, he wouldn't talk about it. Nowadays, I feel like if something impacts me in a way where I actually feel it, a few things it might be, I could be like, I'm hurting. Like my mental health stuff I talked about today. Like, I'd have never yeah. talked about that 20 years ago. Yeah. But now I'm, I've grown because there's, I feel like there's been a, a, a slight shift. It needs to be more. But at least there's been a shift to where that's a more acceptable thing. And I think that's a huge good thing. And I think that needs to be nurtured. But then you mentioned you can go too far. I don't want the pendulum to go too far one way or the other. I want to find that balance, which Chad has mentioned multiple times. There needs to be a balance in all things, whether it's home life, emotional life, physical life, intimacy life, work life, all that. We need yeah. society needs to come to a balance in all things. And then from society or it needs to start from the person, then to the family, then to the neighborhood, then to, you know, the city, then to society as a whole, because if, yeah. if we don't individually grow, how can we expect society as a whole to grow and better itself? I think that's one of the things I think that's where the focus is. Cause a lot of times now, and we're going to get kind of controversial. I'll keep it kind of not. You see a lot of you see a lot of armchair activism of like, oh, this matters or blah, blah, blah whatever. Name name a cause. Right. All this stuff is like, oh, this cause that cause that. Cause, blah, blah, blah. Everybody wants to everybody wants to tweet it and Instagram it and TikTok it. But yet. They don't want to do the necessary work. They're just like, well, I tweeted about it. So why isn't it changing real growth? is disgusting it's hard it's terrifying it it's ugly and it's a lot of fucking hard work and a lot of truth needs to be spit for whatever cause whether it's you know name a cause i'm not going to list them because that but whatever cause you want to champion you got to do more than sit on your iphone or or galaxy and be like uh hashtag activism it's not going to get done. Yeah. You're not going to grow without doing the work. Your your cause, your personality, your individuality isn't going to change and grow if you're not willing to do the dirty work. You can't raise a kid and not expect to change a dirty diaper. You can't raise a kid and not expect to end up in an office somewhere. You can't you can't build a business and not expect to not skip meals <laughs> while yeah. your employees eat. Because that's the reality. Is sometimes the owner is going to be the one not eating or collecting a paycheck so the people that he hired can. And a lot of the, like people don't want to face those ugly realities of growth and uh, learning and, and, and building a healthier situation for whatever spectrum it is. And I think the area of discussion around growth has been inching its way in a positive direction. But I don't want yeah. it to go over the cliff one way to where it's all one way there's got to be a happy medium between the hard working grinders and the the sort of free thinkers there's got to be a way to where the two can coexist and be healthy for each other do you you understand what i'm getting at yeah i definitely do because like i've had this a couple of times where i felt in this day and age, 
hard work seems to be stunted. Like, right. hard work seems to be inferior. Like, no, I've sat and talked about how I can go fucking 22-hour days non-stop for three months, just constantly on the grind. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Some months I'm eating fucking sushi every day. Sometimes I'm eating fucking beans on toast for a month. It's just how it goes. Things fluctuate. You have to work hard. I feel as if, like, I felt talking to some people, it's as if hard work, as soon as things get that little bit hard, like, it's no even difficult like to what some people have dealt with, but see when things get that little bit harder than what they've been doing, they gee up. And it seems to be a constant thing right now where it's like people are constant. It's like so many people want something for nothing. Mm-hmm. Like they've always got their hand out looking for like they want that, like they want that million dollars, but they don't want to earn it. Right. They want that big house, but they don't want to earn it. They want that fancy car, but they don't want to work for it. Right. Like, they just want things given to them because they have this entitled behaviour that I exist, I deserve. And it's like, well, that's not really how it works. Like, if you want to be big on Twitch, you have to fucking work and grind every single day. You can sit and greet about working fucking all the hours of the world. I understand that it's frustrating. I understand that to put 60 hours into something that you're only getting a couple of pounds back is frustrating as fuck. I understand Mm -hmm. that. But that's the life you have chosen. Work at it. Keep on going. Get opportunities. When you find an opportunity, fucking grab it. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Like, the amount of times that I've been doing a fucking road where I've thought, right, I'm fucking working to this, and I've put in all the effort, I've done all the years, I've done all the work, and then I get to it, and it doesn't go the way it was supposed to go, and I go, well, fuck, I've just lost a shit ton in that. A time, money, effort, and all that. But at the end of the day, we got up, we move on to the next opportunity, and we fucking batted it through. Said success is not built on handouts. Yep. Really. It's no real success. You think it's success, but it's no real success. See until you have worked fucking hard for something. Uh, be it you've went to school for four years and you've travelled on a bus an hour a day to get to that fucking class. See when you come out at that end of that fucking thing with your diploma or your PhD or whatever qualification you've got, that success that you've earned. See if you like you go to somewhere and they're just turning out and they're giving you fucking money for nothing. What are you actually succeeding at? Mm-hmm. Like what have you actually done? See unless you've put in that bit of effort, what have you actually done? But there's too many people that as soon as work gets that wee bit hard, they just don't want to continue it. And I feel as if that's where society has gone the complete opposite. Like like you said, there has to be that balance. So we no longer have the people that you have to work for it. You have to be a man's man. Like all emotion, it means nothing. You just have to work till you die. That's it. But you've now got people that have went too far the other side of you shouldn't have to work anything. These billionaires that have worked the hard, like everybody can turn around and go like that. Like Jeff Bezos didn't make his money. The people that works for him made his money. Bill fucking shit. Jeff Bezos worked out a fucking garage and built his company just because it garnered success. 
does they mean that he's an asshole? I he's made some choice decisions in his life that <laughs> right. would make you go, but who the fuck is he? And I'm sorry, anybody that turns around and goes, if I give you $54 billion, are you going to turn, oh no, that's too much. <laughs> fucking bullshit. You'll take that with two fucking horns and your mouth open. That's how that would fucking go. It's the same way we, in the UK. You know, everybody's greeting about how Football players are getting paid 120 grand a week for kicking a ball. Meanwhile, people in the army are getting 25 grand, or the the NHS nurses are getting 20,000 and all that kind of stuff. And you're like, if somebody turned around to you and said, I'll give you 120 grand a week for kicking a ball, but are you honestly telling me you'd say no? Bullshit. I'll kick that ball. I'll stop that shit with my face for 120 grand a week. Like it's like you're saying is people are so thymied that they see this thing. Somebody says that it's no fair that Jeff Bezos has got all this money, and then they all sit on their fucking computers battering out. Oh, that's no fair. That's no fair. The only reason it's no fair is because they are not succeeding for anything. The only people that complain of other people's success are those that are failing. Like that. That that's the honest truth. Like successful people don't belittle successful people. So you look no, at us don't. and talking about like Zimba getting affiliate, Haba getting affiliate, fucking monster hitting these thousand uh, mm. followers and all that kind of stuff. It's all fantastic thing. It may be no be fucking Jeff Bezos one hundred twenty nine billion worth, but it's success and right. everybody's fucking getting it, and it's a great fucking thing to see because we're all happy, we're all moving forward. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a great thing, but see the people that are complaining about people's successes, it's the ones that don't have affiliate, it's the ones that don't have the followers, it's the ones that are sitting their way, nobody watching their channels. They're the ones that are complaining. Like You look at the, the whole thing that came out um, with the, the leak on Twitch, right? Mm-hmm. All that was coming out was how the small streamers are getting a sh- are getting shafted and this and that. The only small streamers that were really complaining about that were the ones that were getting like zero. Like somebody turned around, somebody posted up saying that it was absolutely shocking that these big streamers were making that amount of money, wow. and that it was shocking that. And then they started complaining that Twitch put out that statement saying that they, they've looked at everything and they feel as if everything's been semi. The only things that got leaked were like the amounts and that, but no bank accounts, no nothing and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. So they don't think anybody's really been affected personally apart from a couple of, or a few people that they've reached out to. And then somebody commented on it saying, how can you say that people haven't been affected? So these passwords and bank account details and this and that and people's livelihoods and that. And it was going into this such detail as if like he's lost out money in this. And you're like, ah, fucking hell, if, if he's lost money, his bank accounts have been emptied and all that. But see what he actually went on, he's a thing. He literally posted up how he's been streaming for a year and he's finally got his first payout at Twitch. Mm-hmm. And you're like, right, so it didn't affect you at all then because you'd made fuck all. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, you made $100 because that's the payout threshold is $100. Yeah. So you getting that means that for the last year of your affiliate, you have done fuck all. So don't start attacking everybody else because they've been successful. Because it does not look good. It really does not look good when you're a smaller person biting at the bigger people because you're no successful. Like, forget about them. Work hard. Well, yeah, it's it's. I, I want to touch base with that. I think I think that's a great point. And like, 
for for the example of the guy who did fuck all for the year bitching and moaning do better and make your make your way stand out on twitch because we talked about emotes earlier and the, the significance of an emote in the grand scheme of things isn't anything right an emote yeah. is an emote yeah. but on a micro level an emote can be a brand signifier yeah. Like look at my emotes. Like you got my my snarky sn- head. You've got Nick's. You got my lurking emote. Those are brand signifiers because I invested in building those up as brands. If my yeah. lurk emote of me and Nick's peeking around the corner shows up in someone else's chat, they immediately know Docs is lurking. That's a brand signifier. When my like look at a shirt. Like when when you see this shirt, it's an investment in the brand. Because it makes me stand out from every other streamer. Because yeah. I have invested in my brand. I have invested. Um, it 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 it's giving me an identity and and a flavor that, and I, I say this in jest, sort of. It gives me a flavor and a difference than other every other Call of Duty fuckboy, who sits in his papasan chair. With no production, no lighting, no nothing, and yeah. then bitches and moans because he's got zero viewers. Exactly. You have to put in not only the sweat equity, but you got to put in the marketing equity. You got to put in the tech equity. You got to put it all together. And then for you to sit there and go, oh, well, this guy's got 10 views when I'm doing the same thing as he is but you're not. You're yeah. not doing the same thing he is. You're not repping, you know, your merch. You're not repping your brand. You're not you're not doing things that make you unique to the platform. And unique, I say, is difficult because, let's face it, it's hard to be unique on, on like, 10,000 streamers. Yeah. But you yeah, gotta there's, have there's so many games you can play. <laughs> right. There's all, Yeah, So exactly. There's only so many games you can play, so many angles you can work. But it's in those small moments, emote design, t-shirt design, uh, overlay design, your voice cadence, the way you talk. Are you expressive and bombastic like I am? Are you very clinical and educated like Shroud? Are you, how do I say this politely? Are, is your voice unique via accent or ethnicity? that gives you a uniqueness to the platform that people might have been exposed to. It's those little things that help to build your company and make you stand out. But a lot of those people really don't fucking want to do the work. They don't want to sit there and watch the streams back. They don't want to say, where can I improve? They don't want to look at their overlays. They don't want to look at me. For example, I lost in the move. I lost everything. The bot, I got to re upload 50 commands. I got to rewrite timers. I got to make new ones. I gotta do <laughs> new art designs. That yeah. shit ain't easy. <laughs> That's like re-recording voice lines and, and upping new sound files and, and writing a character like Maggie as a bot so she's an actual like character in chat. Yeah. That shit's not fucking easy. But I'm gonna do it. Why? Because it makes me stand out. I'm gonna yeah. offer the rewards like game keys and merch designs and and Rating, letting people do direct raids because then my community can then assist in growing other communities 
And then that all feeds back in an, in a positivity loop to grow my business. Thus, my hard work is put in. Yeah. It's that Which simple. in turn is the kind of the idea that we had with the drunk tank was a place where content creators, musicians, artists, all sorts could come, grow, yep. meet, network, everything would move forward like in that sense. Like if, if everybody moves forward together, it's it's so much better than everybody mm-hmm. trying to move forward alone. Like if, if we can all just fucking actually help each other and it doesn't even have to be like I've I've had these conversations before all that kind of stuff where I, I, I I'm happy enough that I'll go into different streams and I'll maybe drop a couple of gifted subs, I'll maybe drop some bits and all that kind of stuff. Because to me it's just it's always nice to go into yep. somebody's stream and see their face light up when you drop five fucking subs. Five sub it, £22 it costs for five subs. Yep. And you basically make somebody's night. How is that no fucking worth shit? It's, so it's, it's like it's priceless. Yeah. So like I really I like I love doing that and stuff like that. It's the same way like people like Monster, Monster's really fucking good at this. Monster, as soon as somebody comes into their chat and they mention that they're a streamer, Monster straight away is like, ah, oh everybody, yep. you have to go and check and all that kind Me of stuff. Too. The amount of times that Monster has got people over like Zim was saying like, like um Timing with like Haba and, and me and you and all that kind of stuff has helped him get his viewership or get him over the threshold and all that. Monster is fucking amazing at that as well mm-hmm. because the amount of times Monster has got people over thresholds for uh, affiliate or over a hundred followers. It was Monster that got me over a hundred followers because he shouted me out and said, by the way, close to a hundred followers, go anything. And I think I got something like six or seven followers on his channel that same moment. Like, Monster's fantastic at that. But that's the way that it, it, you have to actually find me. It's just, just if, if everybody was to help out each other in the way that they can. I'm not saying that everybody has, like, the financial backing to be able to. Like, I'm in a fortunate position that I can do that. Mm-hmm. But no lot of other people would be able to do that. So I'm not going to put that on anybody else. But... Going into somebody's channel to look, dropping a follow, follows mm-hmm. free, doesn't really cost anything. There's so many things that people can do, even just fucking retweeting somebody's tweet when they go live. Eyeballs like, too. Those are the level of things that if everybody was just to randomly find it, spend five minutes, scroll through Twitch on like the support small streamers and see if you come across, just retweet a few of them. Like, who cares? I'm in, like, see... Wait, Wraith, I'm in their Discord and I'll literally go through every now and again, people, they've got a page in it that you can post to say that you're streaming or you're on YouTube or anything like that and I'll randomly just go through and like a bunch of them or follow a bunch of them because at the end of the day it's really no cost to be fucking shit, but that's the way it is, like I would not, like, all my meeting you guys stem from Sweet Anita Yep. Because Sweet Anita raided Titan. She's a And sweetheart. Titan raided you. Yep. And then you raided Monster. Yep. Monster raided Bilbo. Yep. <laughs> like, that's the loop. way everything goes. So, like, like, you look at me and Tim. Me and Tim had sat in Sweet Anita's chat for months yep. and didn't have a fucking clue either of us existed 
until we went into Titans chat and we both sort of stuck around and got chatting. Then we went into your chat and here we fucking are. Mm. Like that's just how it is. And that's that's the, the, the instances in like Twitch and YouTube and just networking in general that a lot of people are missing out because they're so envious and jealous of other people's success that they don't want to. It's not as if you're riding on somebody's tailcoats, but see just being grateful and and happy for one of your pal's success, mm-hmm. they're less inclined to leave you behind. Yeah. Like that's 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 the thing is like like you look at Monster, Monster sits on fucking what twenty seven viewers average. My friend Papadopoulos is averaging between forty and a hundred. Yeah. And that dude's amazing. Yeah, but at no point of is is Monster ever turned around and said, Oh, I'm not shouting at them because they're right. only like Monster fucking straight away, as soon as you go into Monster's chat, he's right there going, Oh, how you doing? And he sits and talks away you specifically yep. as well as talking to the rest of the chat so it's like like they're the things that you have to remember is everybody everybody started it's like learner drivers see the amount of cunt drivers that will tailgate and fucking honk the horn and thing because a learner drivers trying to learn it's like bitch you were 30 you were a a, a fucking cocky little shit that couldn't change gear yourself fuck off so, and that's that's the way it is with a lot of streamers as well and content creators is, is like unless they're gaining the success, it's not good. And it's like, nah. Like I'm I'm I can't turn around and say that other people are getting success and it's no fair taking any account. For the last three weeks, the only time I've streamed was D D. Right. Right. So for me to turn around and complain that such and such is getting these amount of viewers and all that kind of stuff, meanwhile, I'm literally doing fuck all to gain viewers. It's like, but that's, that's, this is what they're doing, is that they're not doing anything. They're not putting in hard right. work to be able to do it. Like, I've learned just from the last couple of months just how fucking difficult it is to stream and the fact that I'll wake up and go, I am going to stream. Like, the last four nights, I said I was going to stream and every time I've got to it, I've went, I really can't be fucked. I'm tired. I'm just in a shitty mood. I'm not going to do it. And that's it. And then it's like, at the same time, but like Zim said there, I've been doing the, the D&D and I've put a shit ton of effort into the D&D, getting the intro, getting the overlay, getting the music, getting all that kind of stuff. And it's just me doing it. Yeah. So it's like, it is a case of, in some cases, you'll put in the effort and you'll get the rewards. So uh, the D&D stuff, we're, I think I'm we're averaging six, seven viewers for the D&D, which is fucking great. And it's that kind of way you're like, well, that's putting in the effort and the work. Mm-hmm. It's really, really fucking great. So that's where you're willing to actually put it in. Uh, but there's too many people that aren't willing. And to be honest, one of the greatest fucking things to see is other people that you've been in, around with starting to get that. Set. It's like ready, play, go. So, uh, come January when it's it's all thing made. So, uh, I want to fucking help any way that I can to get yep. the name out, get the things going. Me and Dred's already talked about like the social media stuff and all that kind of stuff. Um, because at the end of the day, 
we're all under the one fucking umbrella. Yeah. So let's fucking power through. Well, let's yeah, put in the work. Speaking of Ready Play Go, Dread was in chat and he mentioned a couple things. Like, I popped in like a year ago on a random tabletop RPG stream and met all the, all the people from Ready Play Go. No one's <laughs> left. Except for me and like Dread and maybe one or two people. No one's left. Yeah. And then Dread approached me before we moved out of Wisconsin. He was like, hey, Docs, I really want to get Ready Play Go up and running again, but I need, I need, I need somebody. I need like, because he was talking about, we were talking back and forth about how I got Tim as a mod and my brother and my, my son and how I got a crew B helps with all the art assets and double checking stuff and how I've got like a team here and then I've got a team online. He's like, I don't, I, I don't got a team, but I want to get back into it. And I was like, all right, well, one, what's the content? Let's start with the content. What do we got? Yeah. He's like, well, I, I, I got some stuff I could do. And then he was like, would you mind doing something for ready play? Go. I was like, fuck no, let's roll. What do we want? What do we want to do? And then the idea started to germinate tales from the loop. Yeah. Cause it's a fun, it's a fun, unique indie system that needs more light right up my fucking alley, right? <laughs> I'm all about it. So then we started talking, hey, when can we make this happen? And I'm like, well, I just, you know, the move transition, I'm just back up and running. I'm hoping, I'm hoping by after the new year, like the like the week after, after all the new year shit settled down, we can hit the ground running with Tales yeah. from the Loop. And then after Tales from the Loop launches, Maybe a week or two later, Star Wars drops so that we have Star Wars running. We got Tales from the Loop running on Ready Play Go. We then I've got my I've got my uh, I've got my regular streams, the podcast, because to me, the more I can lend my talent talent to other communities, if I can lend my platform to other people and raise them up, I'm paying back those that raised me up. Silver Studios, uh, hey, it's Lone Star, um, a couple of people, like Papadopoulos, we mentioned him a couple times on the podcast, fucking amazing, wonderful human being, like one of the most wonderful, smushy-gushy, amazing human beings, amazing streamer. The dude started out with nothing when I found him. One night, he was playing a game, I was surfing around Twitch at the bottom, he had no camera, he was doing it off a of PS4. In the middle of the night when his kids were sleeping, I was like, yo, dog, how you doing? And I was averaging three views. I had maybe 150 viewers at the time. You know, I was an affiliate. And I was like, yo, go hook this guy up because he was so genuine, so sweet, so yeah. engaging. And to me, that's a success. Like, I feel like I succeeded when I can help Papadopoulos, when I can help Zim, when I can help you, when I can help Dread, because when I can help Monster by making Marvin and now monsters got a unique angle with marvin as mascot where silver studios has got a unique angle with indiana bones like in any way shape or form that i can raise that tide if i can mod for habba or if habba needs help with other commands or whatever sometime down the road she's like hey docs how do you make that i'll be like here you go here's how we do it because then i am then paying back and paying it forward to those who did it for me yeah and as dread said in chat a lot of streamers don't have that mentality and i think i think it's it's true and it's not true because i have had more meaningful interactions with streamers than i've had in a lot of real life situations 
And there's so many streamers on Twitch and YouTube that a lot of them are dicks and they're self-centered assholes. But if you do hit on a genuine person that you can you can build and help and, and kind of feed symbiotically off each other. Yeah. It's a thing that needs to be built up, protected, and then grab everybody, come to the mountain because we rolling tight. That's why on, on my Discord and your Discord, it's not about me and it's not about you. It's about us. Oh, well, Mains is a bit me. Well, because <laughs> you're an asshole. But that's yeah. my point. You know what I mean? But yeah. I think this is a good transition <laughs> point. We're coming up with two and a half. We should probably move on to everybody's favorite moment. Or at least so I'm told. The happy ending. For those of you that don't know or new to the podcast, every podcast, we like mm. to end the podcast with a happy ending. What we mean by that is we want to highlight a positive news story from anywhere in the world that sh- shines a shines a light on something we feel that needs more more light more more um uh, what's the word I'm looking for more platform more 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 of a you know that thing so it's been a while that is but I was never in my plan you know what <laughs> shut your mouth I'm rambling. All right, um, it's been a while, so you... It's been a while. It's been a while. <laughs> so do you want to go first with the happy ending? Yeah, fuck it. I'll go first. Right. All right. This is fucking amazing. Do you want me to copy and paste it? I'm doing it right now while you talk. Oh, look at you being productive. Right. I know, right? Because anyway, Tim is slacking. I don't even think Tim's here. I don't. I don't know because I'm just fucking with him. Because I, I know, know fucking. Gonna, I know he's gonna be like, "What? What? What, what am I? Why? Why? Why am I in trouble?" Shitting on him for no being here, right? Um, <laughs> yes, this one hydrogel tablet that can purify a liter of river water. I was gonna ever- do this one. Were you? Well, guess what? I'm then. <laughs> I I saw this article and I was like, "That's intriguing," and then I I yeah. moved off it. But yeah, like I've seen this article. Yeah, they they go into the, the beginning of the kind of article is that they're talking about how um, as much as thirds of the world's population does not have access to clean drinking water, which let's be honest, in 2021, the fact that a third of the world's population still doesn't have drinking water or mm-hmm. clear, clean drinking water is fucking pathetic. Like, I'm sorry, but it's fucking pathetic. It, it's it's those little things where you do have to understand why people are moaning about Jeff Bezos and, and Musk and all that spending thing to touch fucking the Earth's or the space's fucking ballsack. Um, because it's like, I mean, a thud, a fucking thud. Yeah, that's pathetic. Wow, that's pathetic. Um, so, yes, uh they also say that half the population could live in water-stressed areas by 2025. Again, what the actual fuck? So this company, wait a minute, it's the University of Texas at Austin. At Austin. Yeah. Fucking represent. <laughs> yeah, Redneck Nation. Yeah. Give us something good going on. Let's go. Yeah, they're, they're sight at football, but they're good at water. Water filtration. <laughs> 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 But yeah, what they've done is they've created, they've developed this tablet. It's a hydrogel tablet that basically you put in a, a liter of water 
like river water around a cat. And within an hour, it literally decontaminates, it purifies and takes everything out. Um, the day talk about, like, it doesn't, uh, here it's here, is an efficiency rate of more than 99.999%. And the hydrogen peroxide works with activated carbon particles to attack essential cell components of bacteria and disrupt their metabolism. Said it doesn't, it has zero energy input and doesn't create harmful byproducts. And the hydrogels can easily be removed and they don't leave any residue. So it's pretty much, see, like a couple of years ago, they developed those like uh, straw filter things Life straw. where you could see like people could drink out of a thing, man. It was like, oh, look how amazing this is. Mm. Well, they've basically taken that and went, here, shove that up your ass because we've got this. Right. And yeah, it's like they say, in addition to purify water on their own, the hydrogen could also improve a process that has been around for thousands of years solar distillation, uh, the use of sunlight to separate water from harmful uh, contaminants and vaporization or via vaporization. Mm -hmm. So basically, it just fucking does it, it does better. Well, <laughs> like, as, <laughs> solar distillation is basically you, you get some water. You use the sun to heat it up so it turns into like water vapor. It collects yeah. on a surface. The clean water then rolls off into a clean vessel where all the contaminants fall back into the other vessel. This then revolutionizes and cuts that process down because solar yeah. distillation takes hours and you get minimal results. It's horrendous. Yeah. I mean, and don't get me wrong. And raft, raft is quite quick. Like, you do get it quite quick, but it is fucking annoying. See, when you've got Zim that fucking takes all the fresh water, <laughs> then Disney refills seawater into the tub, and you're sitting there going, well, I wish I had a faster way to get in water before I fucking die of thirst. So these hydrogels would combat Zim. <laughs> right. And the thing is, the, the hydrogels is a, is a step up from uh, water distillation because since, mm -hmm. I believe it's World War One or World War Two. don't quote me, I'm not an expert, they had water distillation tablets, but they were hard chemical. They're like basically yeah. like urinal pulks, urinal pucks that would dissolve into a liter of water and they're, they're chemically and they change the water flavor and they're, there's yeah. a bunch of nasty shit in them. But a hydrogel is, is basically a, a solidified gel cap yeah. of water that is injected with the distillation materia that just basically dilutes itself into the water, leaving no residues or anything like that. Well, it does leave oh, some okay. hydrogels. That's what it says. It does leave like a hydrogel, but it's easy to remove. Okay. So, so it does say that they don't leave any re residue, but it means that you still have to remove the hydrogel right. because it sort of absorbs it might be like the case. all the shit. Right. And then it's just a case of like taking stuff out. But, yeah, it's definitely. It's. I mean, it is. It's a fucking step in the right direction. It's what you're wanting. But with the fact that, again, a third of the population of Earth is not got clean drinking water, this yeah, is definitely a thing. I mean, again, like we always say, as much as you want to be positive and all that, you have that kind of thing. Like, let's hope. Like they say, like um, scaling up hydrogels would be straightforward. Uh, materials for making them is inexpensive. And the synthesis processes are simple and remain that way at large scales. They can easily control the shape and size of the hydrogels, making them flexible for different types of uses. So it'd be like 
single USB, like you want to do like a mass fucking like you don't want to just do a litre of water, you want do to do fucking 20 litres and all that kind of stuff. So it can be made like that. The problem that there is 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 this going to be another one of those things that it's a great fucking thing, the scientists and all that have made it to be able to f- help progress the world, but some fucking businessman somewhere is going to get his hand on it, yep. and it's going to turn out to be so expensive that it's a pointless fucking thing. That's where you're going to have to hope that it does not, but we're not going to go into that because it's Isn't a great game? fucking thing. Like, right. it is, it's, like, I was looking through all different ones, and when I seen this one, I thought, you know what, this this one is, this is the one. This is the fucking one. It's better than anything else. Anybody right. else could say any other news story today, and it wouldn't be as good as this. You could eat fucking mushrooms, and this would be better. <laughs> nice segue, <laughs> asshole. As Chris alluded to, I, I'm, I'm, the hydrogel thing... I my final word on it, and you talked about maybe technology suppression or pricing it out of the market for a, a real world situation. Yeah, hopefully that isn't the case, because as I was talking to my daughter Merck today, we went to the grocery store before the show. Um, we were talking about vehicles, and back in the eighteen hundreds, there was a Japanese vehicle manufacturer named Tama. That made an electric truck that could go 200 kilometers on a charge in the 1800s. Where was that tech? So Probably tech- because after three, the burst into flames, never to be seen again. But I don't know. But my my point was, uh, and and we've alluded to it, is sometimes. <laughs> revolutionary tech like hydrogels or or like um, even uh, therapeutic drug treatments for quote unquote incurable diseases are sometimes bought up, suppressed, or priced out of the market. And yeah. when there's a crisis of water where a third of the world does not have safe drinking water, that's a fucking problem. And something like this tech could solve that problem. They better do it right. It better be handled right. It better be done right. Because to deprive somebody of, <laughs> to quote a TikToker that I follow, the fat electrician, Earth sauce, that's a problem. Because the Earth is 70% Earth sauce. And only like 10 to 15% of that is drinkable. It is vital that we as a people. Find ways to provide everybody with safe drinking water, regardless of the ramifications, whether you can monetize it or commoditize it. Fuck that. Everybody should be able to drink fresh water. No kid should have to drink out of a sewer pipe. No parent should have to wonder if they're going to be able to give their kid drinking water or give their kid the ability to, to have good hygiene through being able to wash up at the very least, let alone take a bath or a shower. It's pathetic. And a, oh, yeah, like, definitely. and a tech like this could revolutionize that. And I think, I, I, I hope that, like you said, it, it is a, a, a very positive and, and game-changing tech that is handled properly. That's always my caveat to stories like this. It better be handled properly so that it can help and impact the most people possible. Yeah, definitely. So, but as Chris alluded to in his little cheeky-ass commentary, 
my uh, topic of the day, my happy end of the day, kind of dovetails into the mental health discussion. Did you know that eating mushrooms can lower the risk of depression? Did you know yeah. that? Eating mushrooms can make you happy. <laughs> well, we're not, we're, we're, we're not talking about those mushrooms, asshole. We're talking about <laughs> your everyday mushy mushes. Your garden mushrooms, your mushrooms you throw in your salad, all that shit. Mm -hmm. Apparently, there's a research study done by Penn State, by their College of Medicine, that shows that mushrooms are indeed one of the premier, and I'm going to use an industry buzzword because the, the article does, they are a mental health superfood. Mm -hmm. More so than most of your quote-unquote superfoods. Because this study has found that People who ate mushrooms pretty regularly have lower risk for depression than people who don't. The reason being, they stated that mushrooms are the highest dietary source of amino acid, of the amino acid. I'm gonna fuck this there up. You go. No, you go say it. Ergothyronine. Theronine. Where the fuck is it? An R in that? E R G O T H I O. N-E-I-N-E. Ergo. Yeah. We'll just put subtitles in chat. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but apparently this is this is a anti-inflammatory amino acid that cannot be synthesized by humans. This amino acid is linked to mental health, uh, staving off depression, and other very it's it has um having this amino acid in the higher amounts, uh Lowers the risk of oxidative stress, which, as we've talked about, uh, when it comes to heart or uh, brain stuff, the neuroplastic plaque that builds up in your brain, oxidative stress breaks down in the muscles in the blood, affecting your organs and your and your other bodily systems, causing your immune system to drop and your mental health to drop. Thus leaving you susceptible to mental health and other issues. So by mm -hmm. eating mushrooms, not those, not the magic mushrooms, but I'm sure they have some of it too, um, you get this amino acid that we can't synthesize that then has a wide-ranging effect. So like one of the mushrooms they talk about is white button mushrooms. White button mushrooms, which are most commonly consumed mushrooms, contain potassium, which is believed to lower anxiety. In addition, certain other spice species of edible mushrooms, especially hurricum animaceus, known as lion's mane mushrooms, uh, have neurotropic effects that help neurogenic growth. So, basically what we're saying, people, is get mushrooms on your burger, have mushrooms on your pizza, throw some mushrooms in your salad. Drink your kombucha, because it's all good in the hood, baby. Put more mushrooms in your diet. It'll help your mental health. It'll stave off those depressive states. And here's one thing. Mushrooms are fucking cheap. You can get a, you can get a basket of mushrooms for like a dollar at the store. And it's better than getting those antidepressant drugs from the doctor. Come on now. Or you can oh. skip all that out, go to your local corner, ask the very, very nice gentleman with the baggies, get some nice mushrooms, and you'll no have a, a sad thought ever. You know what? 
Go to Las Vegas, spend three grand on the fucking slot machines, buy a tiger, like, so much you can be To be fair, I kind of want a tiger. (laughs) I kind of want a tiger. Just to to say I have one. I mean, at the end of the day, like, you you really shouldn't have a tiger. I mean, I want them in the wild. Like, I want them in the wild. I want to adopt one. In well, the wild. WWF. They've got plenty. Right, that's what I mean. So I can be like, look, I got a tiger. Where's that? In fucking India, where tigers belong. <laughs> Not in Texas. <laughs> Shout out to Austin for coming up with that hydrogel stuff. But yeah, but I mean, where are you staying on mushrooms? Like, you're you're a culinarily trained chef. I'm a backyard chef. What, what, where are you staying on mushrooms, bro? Uh, I mean, I like mushrooms. I don't get mushrooms the mushroom go hate. on a lot of things. Like, I don't get the mushroom hate. Why is there so much mushroom hate? I think there's a lot of mushroom hate because they're a fungus, and people are kind of taught at a young age that fungus is bad. So it's it's a it's a stain for that. Plus, I think it's not so much that mushrooms get a lot of hate; it's that vegetables get a lot of hate because. Vegetables are kind of forced upon us as if there's this bad thing that, like, you if you eat your vegetables, you're like some weirdo or something like that. Veggies are the greatest fucking thing in the world. You can't have your meat have if you plate. don't eat your pudding. I'd rather have a plate of veggies than a plate of meat. Let's be honest. Hell no. Uh-uh. But I, I would disagree wholeheartedly. <laughs> I want my meat and my veg. I'll eat your veg, but I'm really going to have a steak or a burger or some lamb or some rabbit or some deer. Gotta have meat. Uh, plant based meat. He got a burger that's made of plant. That's really nice. Uh, there's actually there's a lot of fucking stuff like that that tastes more like the meat than the meat does. It's hilarious. <laughs> like I got Richmond uh, vegan bacon uh-huh. and see the bacon. It tasted like see the bacon crisps or chips that you can get, uh-huh. and it's like the bacon r- rustlers or something like that. It literally tastes like that. It's the greatest fucking thing I've ever tasted in my life. I prefer that to actual bacon. Like, no. it's so much better because it actually tastes more like bacon. Nah. It's as funny as fuck. Uh-uh. Nah, uh-uh. I mean, I'll give you there is, there is still some, like, vegan products where it's, like, bulk, tastes like shit, there's no seasoning and all that. But see, now there is some stuff that are coming through where it's, like, people have went, oh, fuck, seasoning is vegan. <laughs> You're allowed to have that. <laughs> like, I know they're actually there. But um, mushroom, like, you think the amount of times... You can get a red bean and mushroom burger, right? Mm-hmm. It's some fucking Linda McCartney fucking vegan shit. Um, and to be honest, that's actually really, really nice. See the amount of tough times that I've had. Just like, I'll have mushrooms. and th- The Chinese, they such a great fucking uh, garlic mushroom. Mm-hmm. But it's like, you think it's like the, it's like the, Mushrooms and like breadcrumbs or anything like that. It's no, it's like a garlic soy sauce to put it in. Mm. Fucking phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. And when I was in the Czech Republic, when I was at the the races, there used to be like this burger van like thing, and you could get see the a deep fried cauliflower and the deep fried onion that's kind of like all spread out and it looks cool. And you Room can eat them like chips. Yeah. It's like the day stuff like that, but they also done like this mushroom with garlic and leek and all that. Oh, leeks are My phenomenal. fucking God, it was right? amazing. 
mushrooms are the greatest fucking thing in the world. They just go with everything. To be fair, both Zim and Habba bring up interesting points. Zim said people don't like mushrooms because they can't stand the taste or the texture. I understand those arguments. I I don't, and this this is going to shock you, but docs don't eat fruit. I don't like the texture of how fruit feels in my mouth. A lot of fruits I can't I can't eat because I don't like the way they feel in my mouth. So I don't I, think I can believe that you don't like a banana in your mouth. I don't, actually. <laughs> I mean, I like a chocolate-covered <laughs> banana. I'll eat a chocolate-covered <laughs> banana. But I don't... No, I don't, I don't, I don't I, like I, I don't... But there's something about texture being a real thing for people. And I can see how mushrooms yeah. being a very odd sort of alien texture to a lot of people be difficult. But... yeah. The the depth of flavor, if you can get over sort of the earthiness of a mushroom and really kind of, if it's prepared well, the yeah. depth of umaminess, the, the depth of flavor and complexity that a mushroom can add to a dish, hands down, yeah. one of the best flavoring ingredients. When I made that rabbit stew last weekend, I had three types of mushrooms in that bitch. I had shiitake mushrooms, I had maitake mushrooms, and then I had chestnut mushrooms. Three very distinct mushrooms all added a certain level of umami and, and depth of flavor that just potatoes wasn't going to get me. And, it, and yeah. it, 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 I think mushrooms, like you said, as kids, they're kind of forced on us. You know, eat your eat your veg, eat your whatever. I think a lot of the hate from mushroom comes from uh, misunderstanding. And have a mention like yeah. poblano or uh, poblanos. Portobello's are good meat substitute. I will agree. I've had a I've had a portobello burger. They're fucking tasty as hell. I haven't any had of the meat substitutes that you're talking about. Um, open. I definitely suggest you at least trying them. Like I'm not saying yeah. change your fuck. Like I know I like I've fucking been vegan and all that kind of stuff, and I know that. But at the same time, it's made a case of. You, you yeah. don't have to be vegan to try. like people like this misconception that oh I don't eat vegan stuff you had chips that's vegan shut the fuck up you're right so herbs are, like, <laughs> like have a said herbs are plants you're eating herbs god damn it herbs a I what, a what? Can you say herbs. the full word herbs there you go okay. all the letters they, they make the word up <laughs> you know what fuck you Chris <laughs> But I mean, herbs, herbs. I, I, we're gonna go and herb the cattle as well. <laughs> Sick. But I, there's one thing. There's one. We got about ten minutes before we got to wrap. But there's one thing I want to hit on this article. We've hit it in other articles. We've talked about the old, the old wisdom, the old knowledge, right yeah. of 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 cultures and civilizations, how they knew. That th- like you could eat this thing and it would make this thing, or you could add this thing to this thing, right? Yeah. Now we're just realizing that mushrooms are great. Like we're we're understanding that they're great when hundreds of years ago, native uh, Native Americans and Celts and Picts and you know Romans and and fucking Macedonians are like, yeah, no shit. Yeah. Like yeah, no shit. Like what the fuck? Like it 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 yeah. We've highlighted this fact that, like, modern civilization is like, oh, guess what we found out? <laughs> and ancient civilizations are like, 
You're about 2,000 years late to the party, you motherfuckers. What the shit? We knew this back in BC. Or, like, it blows my mind that people are like, oh, did you know a pomegranate is good for your heart? Yeah. They knew back in Saudi Arabia that a pomegranate back in the fucking desert times that dates were good for you. Pomegranates were good. Like, what the shit? I think it it stems down to the fact that modern-day society is like that asshole at your job that eavesdrops on all your ideas and then goes like like see that kind of way where people have a joke like the amount of times that I've joked to you where you'll turn around and go you know what we should do we should do that and nobody really hears and then go I'll turn around and go do you know what I've just thought of what we should do and then say the exact same thing that you've just said and people will go that's a great idea yeah because you said that's what I feel as if society is right now is it's just that asshole guy that listens to all your ideas and then goes I've just thought of a great idea do you know what's good mushrooms <laughs> <laughs> I'm good and it's like have a banger the, the, the whole thing with the mushrooms I think what the issue is, is there is a lot of food out there that as a whole thing, it just doesn't work. And people try and force it as if, oh, so much here is the way you have to go. Like, like fucking, you have to have an entire fucking portobello mushroom as a steak and all that. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, no, like, you can get the benefits of something by putting it through something else. Like you said, you had your stew and you put the three different kinds of mushrooms in it. You're still going to get the benefits of the mushrooms, mm-hmm. but you're not necessarily going to get the taste or texture. Like, when I'm making, when like if we're making, like, mince and tatties, right, mm-hmm. you put the mince in, in the water, and you let it boil for hours and hours and let it just thing but you boil it with a whole ass onion in it. Mm-hmm. My mum hates onion. She doesn't like the texture of the onion, so but she likes the flavour. Yep. So you put the whole ass onion in, take it out, then put in the other ingredients, like the gravy and all that kind of stuff, take my mum's out, and then I chop up the onion, put it through mine. I've still got the onion with all the flavour because it's been cooking through it, mm. but my mum doesn't have that, but she's still going to get the taste benefits. That is the way you can find me. Like mushrooms, chop the mushrooms up, put it, into a, put it into a salad, put it into a sauce, put it into something, spread it on something else. And you'll get the benefit, but you might be no get like cook them down so it's like a fucking slop, yep. and you'll no get the texture of a mushroom, but you'll get the thing. So my my mate always had this thing that he didn't like vegetables, and the reason he didn't have like vegetables is because he was eating vegetables as they are. Vegetables as they are is an acquired taste. No, everybody likes the taste of broccoli. I love eating broccoli as itself. I love broccoli. Right? But I know there's a lot of people, so like for my mate, when I was making dinner and my mate was coming up, I would make the broccoli up for me, but then I would take his out a wee bit earlier, so like you have to have it al dente kind of thing, but right. I'd take his out earlier, put them in a frying pan, put garlic, put some sesame seeds, a wee bit of soy sauce, some yes, cayenne sir. pepper, fry them up, so he was getting vegetables, but he was having a different flavour, and it's like, well... That's the simple fucking thing. And sentium, like, you can literally put, like, soy sauce and spice on any fucking veg. Mm-hmm. You're going to get the health benefits of the veg, but right. you're not going to taste the veg that you don't like. Exactly. So it's understandable that every taste is they're going to go with something. But change it so that it does go with what your taste is. And mm-hmm. it's it works. So, uh, like, herbs and spices and, and all that is such an underrated cooking utensil. 
Like, yes, like the amount of times that people grew up and you're like, like, oh, I, my, my, my dad doesn't like salt. It's like, your dad's a fucking weirdo then. <laughs> <laughs> right? MSG does get salt. a bad rap. To be fair, like, Brad in the chat's like, MSG gets a bad rap. MSG does get a bad rap. I used I used MSG a lot because I worked in a Chinese restaurant and they used it in a lot mm-hmm. of stuff. So I started using like I've got a big ass fucking baguette down the stair. Like if I'm making up fried rice or right. if I'm making up like a curry or something like that, I'll use MSG because that's what they use. Right. And like I don't find it any like bad because it's not if you're putting like, a kilo in. You're, yeah. I usually put in a sprinkle as if you would salt. Like that's the difference. Like, yeah, exactly. It's about moderation, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. But uh, we got about four minutes for the end of the show. I want to make some announcements. I want to get some plugs in because we got a lot of stuff to do. It's been a while. Uh, real quick, while. I want to. <laughs> I want to say thank you for everybody who's watched the show. Everybody's uh, been active in the chat. We love it. You guys are amazing. But I know Chris has got some stuff we need to plug. So Chris, uh, start start shilling like a motherfucker, man, because there's a cool thing you're doing. And I want people to hear about it, and I want to get it out there for you. So, what do you got coming up? Yeah, um, the week of hold on, shit. <laughs> be ready. Can you be more professional right now? The week of the twenty fourth, right? Right. I'll say the twenty fifth because I work Sunday to Saturday. Everybody else works Monday to Sunday, so it's like the twenty fourth, twenty fifth that week, right up until the thirtieth. Um, I am going to be doing a charity week. Because I physically yeah. will not be able to do a 24-hour stream. Like, it's just, it's not on yeah, the cards for me. That. Like, I'm just, I'm too fucking busy. Um, what the plan is, is we'll have the D&D as normal on the Sunday, right? Yep. And then throughout that week, Tuesday, we'll still have a Phasmo, but it'll be on Zim stream. So mm. that that that's cool. But I'm gonna try and get on the Monday, the Wednesday, the Thursday, and the Friday, I'm gonna try and get like a two, three hour stream for horror games mm. right through it. But it's gonna be for charity. We're gonna be raising money. We're gonna have goals in that throughout the week for Saturday. And on, on Saturday I'm planning on doing a twelve hour stream. And if we've reached any of the goals before then, it'll be in the stream on the Saturday we'll get that done. Mm. Um but we'll still have other goals on the actual main Saturday. So if like you can donate on the, the through the week, you can still get it on the Saturday. If you want to donate early, you can donate early. Everything's going to a great cause. Everything's gone against to rise above the disorder, which is an online therapy charity that provide charity or therapy sessions to people that can't afford it. Nice. Um, so it's like I think it's like thirty dollars. Uh, is like a therapy session or two therapy sessions for someone. So the goal that I've set is relatively high. It's not massively high, but it's relatively high. But that's just with the fact that if we're going to be doing it over the week, hopefully we can get quite a few people in to, to, to watch. We've got quite a lot of the goals. One of the main goals is if we hit the top, the top goal that we've got is for $1,000. Mm-hmm. And if we hit that, and I, I hate that I'm going to be doing this because I have a fucking feeling that somebody's going to help us uh, hit this fucking goal. But the oh, goal, I'm making a TikTok the, video about it. The plan is, is if we hit a thousand dollars, I will be going to either Inverary or a Liverpool, and we'll be doing a real life ghost hunt stream in an abandoned asylum, which I'm very not looking forward to. Uh, 
UK's monster has said that he would join me yes! and come do it with me so that I'm no myself. But I have been in talks with the, the asylum in the Nottingham for area. It's a prison, cemetery, and a church. Mm-hmm. Uh, that I've been in talks with them about hopefully getting it. It will. It won't be until twenty twenty two. I will have to put that out because like COVID, we are still in like certain parts of lockdown yeah, and all 100%. that, and we're starting to open up, so everything's like sold out. So it'll probably be there. But the plan is, is that. Uh, if we hit a thousand dollars, I will be going and doing a real life ghost hunting stream with a, a team and that kind of stuff. And I'm just gonna be TikToking the shit out of this because I want to yeah. see you be a scared little bitch. Yeah. So we've got other things like through the weeks we've got like, like if we hit fifteen dollars, I'll watch some uh, YouTube horror videos and stuff like that to scare. Um, if you donate, like I think if we said that if you donate, like there's like five donations of like fifteen dollars where you can pick a game that I'll play on stream on the Saturday. So if nice. you've got like a horror game you want to play, you can donate $15 through the week and I'll play that game. But we've only got five. Like there's things that you can buy, like there's aspects you can buy mm. uh, for like X amount so that we don't, like I don't want everybody donating $15 and just having a bunch of games that right. don't make yeah. sense. So we're kind of limiting some things, but there's a lot of other things. There's still space for other ideas so if anybody's got ideas of what you would like to see potentially happen on like through the week or on the saturday or anything like that um reach out on twitter or discord or anything like that and let us know and we can see if it's a viable option one of the weekday ones i think on the wednesday i'm gonna do the bacon stream the, nice. the like the the my arsehole viewers thought <laughs> um, and I think we're going to make like spooky cookies or spookies as nice. we, we decided to name them or something like that so we're going to do that the Wednesday which if I look it up the Wednesday is the 27th hey it's so that's the birthday. plan for that um, so there is there's a bunch of different things but yeah it's it's going to be fun hopefully a lot of people do come around and just find it so we'll be tweeting it out it's one i think it's my pin tweet anyway but we'll keep updating it as we go but that's kind of the main i'm yeah. excited about it, but at the same time i'm not yeah i think this, i think this week i'm gonna i'm gonna really hit the advertising for that now that we made the announcement so i want to i want to get a couple videos up on tiktok about it talking about the the, the charity stuff to try and i mean my TikTok presence ain't huge. I'm getting a hundred or so views a video, so maybe that's more than none. Right. It's it's an avenue of advertisement because it's a great cause. Um, yeah. And you're hilarious when you do horror shit. And I mean, what I'll point out, but is on the Saturday we will be doing some games where like people can join, like Phasmo or that Labyrinthian, not that kind of stuff. There is. Like I don't want it to sound as if like I'm taking fucking appointments, but there is spaces where if anybody fancies joining in, there will be moments where we can have a game. Yeah, I might be able to I drop you have Dead by Daylight Dread. I have I picked that up. That is on the cards if we can get people that want to play. Because I don't want to play games where it's like randoms and all that. I want to have I, I want I have, to have the joy. <laughs> I have Dead by Daylight and Phasmo, but I have Dead by Daylight via Xbox Ultimate on PC. 
So if it if I can get online with you, I can probably drop in on Saturday and play some Dead by Daylight. Yeah, I think and, Monster and that said that they would play as well because they've all like Monsters are Dead by Daylight streamer oh, right that, now. So. That, yeah, he's crushing it. But yeah, <laughs> so yeah, uh, the the week of the twenty fourth, right? You're doing all week big charity stream. Yeah. You know what would be dope because it's going to be 2022. If you reach that thousand dollar goal, I could try to get over to the UK. I if you try. can try and get over, we can make it work. Because B's gone to like Cincinnati and she's going to South Carolina for some stuff for her business, and she's like, "Well, what do you need to do for your business?" Well, if you hit that thousand dollar mark, I'll talk to her and be like. I need to go over to the UK and go, you know, shit my pants with Monster and <laughs> and Chris for her like a week. But I'm no promises, but I would yeah. love to do that because it's gonna be 2022. Yeah, well I'll definitely be I think the earliest we've seen is like March 2022. Okay. So it is a decent bit away. It's not as if it's gonna be anytime yeah, soon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the main thing is is it will get done. It's just right. With the COVID and all that, it's just a wee bit more difficult to fucking get things sorted. But Mm -hmm. we'll get there. We'll fucking get there. And it'll be great. And I'll hate every fucking moment. It'll be great and fun at all. All right. Yeah, you're you're not invited. You know what? You know what, Chris? (laughs) Fuck you. (laughs) Jog on, you (laughs) bastard. All right. That's the show. Uh, We're about to do some social media stuff. Chris. Yes. Where can they reach out to you to join the conversation? Where they can get your information? Where can they find you? Well, only reach out to me online. Don't reach out to me in person because I don't unless, like that. Unless um, you buy them dinner first. Yeah, but like, I mean, dinner, a fucking haggis supper and a bottle of iron brew. That usually does it for me. Um, but no, you can reach out to me on Twitter at ChrissyC90, uh, Twitch at ChrissyC90. I've got Instagram with one post. Chrissy C90. I think I do have a TikTok. I think I've got a couple of things on TikTok, which is <laughs> the know. same. Chrissy C90. But I don't Brian. really. I usually, every maybe four months, I'll look at TikTok and scroll through and then go, right, well, I'm done with this shit. He's looking at it more because of me now. I literally only go on so I can like your post. That's <laughs> it. I'm on for 30 cents. Hey, my videos are three <laughs> minutes, motherfucker. Watch that shit. Why would I watch them? I need to watch time. I'll, so, leave, I'll leave. I'll leave your TikTok on lock. So, so <laughs> lurking TikTok. <laughs> so, Twitter Chrissy C ninety, uh, Twitch Chrissy C ninety. You can also yeah. find us at or Chris and me, particularly at thedrunktank dot com. Hyphen yes. between drunk and well, tank. Fuck, I forgot about that website. <laughs> right, I got you, boo. I remembered. It's been on stream the whole fucking time. My fucking bank account has they forgot. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> but you at, realize that, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> that's Chris. As for me, you all know me. I'm Docs Ryan. You can find me on Twitter at Docs Ryan. You can find me at Twitch or on Twitch at Docs Ryan. You can find me around the drunk tank. There's emails and shit you can send us. Also, I'm making TikTok videos now. Uh, right now, I'm doing a a series of videos about tabletop RPGs you probably haven't seen, but I also rant about my dog. There's 20 videos about my dog on there. Um, I'm going to be doing indie game, like three minute little like, hey, this is dope shit. Check it out. And if you don't, uh, well, you know, whatever. But so, I mean, there's plenty of ways to reach out to me. And one of the things we want to stress the most is this is a conversation. 
please join the conversation. Let us know your thoughts. Engage with us um, because we want to hear different perspectives because we are literally like two dudes on the Internet mm -hmm. talking out of our ass half the time trying to make you guys laugh and inspire you to start conversations yourself. And if we make you laugh or maybe if we drop some knowledge, it encourages you to do your own research. So we appreciate you guys. We love you guys. We'll be back next Sunday because the podcast is back. We are also mm -hmm. going to upload this to YouTube and all major podcast, all major podcast platforms for the audio version: Spotify, Google, iTunes, uh, what is it? Amazon, Amazon, Amazon. So you can find the audio version if you're driving in your car, or cooking dinner, or whatever, and you can't watch the three-hour video. You can listen to it. Also, Chris yeah. and I have talked. Now that we're back. We are going to try and bring shots back, the little 30-minute, mm -hmm. 25, 30-minute short shot episodes in case you can't commit three hours a week to the show. At least you'll get a little bit of, you know, some stupidity and information. So thank you guys yeah. so much. We'll be back. Follow Chris. He's the fucking man. Follow me if you want more mediocre content at best and pictures of my dog. <laughs> we love you guys. Talk to you soon. Say bye, Chris. Bye, Chris.